Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Diary here. Dustin Frazier. So, if you think you're having a bad day, just know that Carol Baskin apparently owns the Tiger King Zoo now, so that sucks. I was thinking the other day that it couldn't be more apocalyptic. People are sick and dying. Things are exploding in the streets. There are angry mobs everywhere. And Carol Baskin gets a damn zoo. Well, How poor George Alex sitting in prison. Ain't that a bitch? Wonderful. Just poetic. Just a poetic. <laughs> she got away with murder and got a zoo. Ain't that a bitch? Poetic apocalypse. Write it down. Yep. Right. It is unbelievable. Thank you all again for everyone who's been listening this entire weekend and for everyone who joined us. Hope you enjoyed last night's NXT TakeOver In Your House 2020 post show. Had a really cool main event there. Lots of interesting things happen. We'll get into some of the aftermath of that as well as a lot of the things that have been happening in the world of wrestling uh, in regards to AEW's rating, SmackDown. Uh, apparently there's been some people being mistreated over at the PC there. And I'm not just talking about the stalkers. And of course, we get to talk about the most popular topic in the world, racism. Ooh, I said the R word. How are you today, my friend? Sleep well? Yeah, I mean, eh, woke up all right, you know. Another day in the neighborhood. I'm still alive, so, you know. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's all I can ask for in the world. That's points nowadays, right? How's he doing? He's alive. Oh, yeah, you know he's alive. You know, automatically means things are good nowadays, yeah? Man, how Timmy doing? Well, he ain't dead yet, so... There's only two statuses nowadays in the world. Dead or alive. There really is. You're not having a good day. You're not having a bad day. You're just dead or alive. Yeah. If you're alive, you made it. Living's half the battle. Write it down. And if, you- <laughs> <laughs> and if you're dead, they ask how. Oh, boy. Thank you for the host there. Cooler. They reminded me to turn on the alerts too. I never have the alerts on when he does it too early. If you do it when the music, well, I mean, I guess what you want to, to broadcast before that, but if you do it when the uh, music's still on, I generally don't have the uh, the stuff set up yet. Yeah. So if you're expecting the pop, you gotta wait. Whole reason I do that is because so it doesn't pop in over our over our stuff. You know, yeah. it's selfish reasons, but I like to get through the intro before the sparks. Yeah. Again, people, you can now uh, not yet. Because I'm turning it on as we speak. Actually, yes, you can right now. You can use Sparks. For anyone new, Sparks are free. So we're not asking you for money. You know, it's just... Give it's the, Sparks just for being here. It's the equivocal to Pops. You got to look at it that yeah. way. So, you know, if you want to do host, whatever, all of that stuff. I always just say give us a few minutes to get that sorted before uh, before any of that happens. All right. So, anything particular this week you're interested in speaking about? Oh, God. I mean... There's everything. First of all, a uh, minor update coming out of uh, last night's takeover. Okay. Rhea's okay. She put up, what was that little cartoon she put up? I couldn't tell if that was okay or if she was. It was SpongeBob, I think it was. That's what that was? I don't know anything I about think, SpongeBob. I, think it was I was SpongeBob. like, I saw that and it's like people were like, good sign, Rhea Ripley's okay. okay. I click on it and I just see this little green guy and I'm like, that I, I glance at it. Like, is that a hallucination? Like, like what, <laughs> what kind of message are we sending here? I see a little green dude. I'm not going to oh think you're God. okay. After you take a knee to the face. Well, no, apparently, like, she, uh, she did walk to the back, and, of course, first thing she said was, I'm okay. But, of course, that's what any wrestler is going to say in a situation like that. But 
after a few hours, they want to check it on her. And thank, thank you, Willie. You, thank you <laughs> yeah, they wound up checking on her, and basically, she's okay. No concussion, no head really injuries. She probably at the most just got her bell wrong, but she's fine. Uh-huh. Girls, Aussie tough. Take a shot like that and just be like, I'm cool. Yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more from her about where this shot was. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it was in a good place. And for her to be completely okay, where she doesn't even like like her head's not even shaped a little funny or anything, it's just surprising. <laughs> you know, she's not gonna show up like she's not gonna show up with a she's not gonna show up do a stomp, and then the weight comes off and you see a dent. Like nah, she's good. Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, speaking of, while we're talking interviews, well, not when I interview, while we're talking injuries, uh, we spoke about this last week, uh, in regards to Nia Jackson. Everyone was ready to kill her. This was a, this was going to become a lynching mob here and people were ready to throw her to the wolves. And I said, we got to hear more information about it before we can decide that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, we have heard that, uh, it was her fault. According to Brian Alvarez, he received a text from someone in WWE and they said that she was, uh, furious and, uh, well, they were, they were furious with her and they wanted her fired from the company before she seriously injures someone. You know, it's the quote was a, a thousand percent Nia's fault. She needs to be fucking fired. She is dangerous. Fire her before she cripples or kills somebody. So I said we were never going to get footage of it because right now this is all behind the curtain type stuff. But I did say that we're going to hear, we're going to hear from people and I, I'm going to take their word for it. You know, I don't see yeah. a reason why people would say that if it wasn't true. And I know a lot of people say, don't believe the dirt sheets and, and all that other stuff. But what people don't understand is I say, I, I don't say don't believe the dirt sheets. I say, take the dirt sheets with a grain of salt to not believe the dirt sheets is literal ignorance. Because if you understand the system of the dirt sheets, then you understand why they're an effective measure of us using it for the news. Because I've heard a lot of people, it's almost like become like a thing where some people try to like turn their nose up like, ah, oh, these dirt sheets We've got better things to do than read the dirt sheets. The only better things you would have than the dirt sheets are your fucking opinions, which at that point, it's subjective of whether we value them or not. I don't value my opinion enough to just have it without any kind of news. Now, that being said, the dirt sheets are pretty much anonymous sources. There are people that the wrestling locker rooms trust through word of mouth that they find out if you talk to this guy, he's not going to give up who you are, but he's gotten credibility for talking to lots of people. It's an anonymous source. It's like the wrestling equivocal in some ways. Like if somebody quietly, you know, you've seen on ABC and on interviews and on, uh, I don't know what the hell those shows are called. Like those, those, those shows that come on at night, like primetime shows where they'll have someone on, but their face is blurred out or they're like, Oh uh, yeah. Like so, stuff like shadow. Dateline. And all right. Kind of shit right. Like that. That's sort of how you have to look at it. We never looked at those and said, God, this is all nonsense. Like, you know that it's the real deal. You know what I mean? Well, that's how you have to look at the dirt sheets. We know that Melser and Alvarez and all these guys, they get sources within the company that trust them to not expose who they are, but enough for them to do it. So at that point, the only way you don't trust the dirt sheets is if you feel like Meltzer or Alvarez are going into business for themselves, if you will. Like they're pandering certain things and speculating about a lot of things and the, the truth be told a lot of the time they are especially Meltzer he'll just he he takes a lot of information puts it together and then says and then comes to a logical conclusion and that becomes the news you know but there is a lot of truth in the stuff the actual information that he gets so when you do hear from people 
within the business or that are connected to the business that someone has messed up. At that point, I'm taking it at, at face value and I'm saying, yeah, I think Naya, and based on her history and what we know about her, I think she did mess up. Yep, yeah, pretty much. And also on top of that, when I look at the bump, it makes me really think that, uh, it, we did see the bump and they probably did a fast edit there because it was the front of her face, you know? I don't know if you saw how she looked. Yeah, she had um, she had a nice little gash on the top of um, about around right around her hairline. Yeah, you know, it looked rough. You know, when you see something like that, it's it's very concerning. You know, I'm gonna let you guys take a look here. Is this it? Yeah, this is it. It looks like a cut you see in the UFC. See that? Oh yeah, that's a that's a. And if she put you are strong, I have lost to you many times. I'm small, and you may think I'm weak. However, you can never beat my heart. I will get back up again. And uh, yeah. Just don't get back up and sign another contract for that match. I mean, there's rumors going on around. I've heard it from a few places at this point where she's not long for this company. Like Ooh, she Naya to, or Kyrie? Kyrie. Like, she wants to go back to Japan. Yeah. Probably safer in Japan for <laughs> That's a sad reality. I was like, about to say that I know a lot of people automatically hearing this are going to pull the trigger and go, all because of fucking Naya. No, we don't have Kyrie saying because Naya. I don't know, man. There's a lot of reasons why it could be. It could even not be true. But yeah, we're hearing right now that she she is not long for this brand, which would suck. Like yeah. it would suck. Like I'm I get progressively frustrated with WWE, and it certainly wouldn't help my mood with them if Kyrie Sane was gone. I'm just gonna say that, you know, like yeah. the I'm certainly not gonna want to throw them a party if that happens for whatever reason. So I'm just going to hope right now that that's not the case. But if it is, you know, you're right. It is probably safer for her in Japan. I mean, we don't often hear about guys hurting each other over there. Like, that's kind of the unfortunate part. I mean, this is a situation where she's been hurt by the same girl twice, almost two matches in a row. So it's like, at this point, it's just like, yeah, you might want to go back (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't, especially not like I like them more now than I've ever liked them, you know, especially the flute thing that she does. That's awesome. Oh, my God. She's so <laughs> like all this personality that comes branching out. And I was like, no, you guys go let that slide through your fingers. Really? Maybe after seeing our, how, how Americans use Twitter, she decided to get out of here. I mean, hey, that'd give me a reason to run. Yeah, right. Like she's like, Yo, I can't, if I came with some forward, but like, why are they, why are they just complaining about this Donald guy? Yeah, I, what is up with that? Is there a new season of DuckTales on? Right? Like, is this a new one we don't know about? Like, <laughs> who's Donald? Whichever. Wait a minute, that's their president? Why are they complaining? <laughs> Unbelievable, right? And, uh, Nia Jax also, uh, she got a little bit of heat because right now we're back in, in mode racist before we were mode gender. I'm going to I'm going to start giving the world modes. <laughs> we were mode gender, then we were mode pandemic, now we're mode racism. They, Slash it, riot. You know, this should be, you know, what we need to do if we could get a graph. We need to get a little graphic of like there being like a dial and it's like just a hand oh, comes and can switches it over like if it's a channel and now all right, now we're now we're we're uh we're in racism mode. So because we're in that mode, that automatically means that anything that anybody does that's even remotely suspicious of being racist is going to become front headline news. So, uh, Naya, I didn't even oh, catch God. this last week, but she made fun of the Kabuki Warriors. Oh, yeah. I, I saw, I heard this briefly and I was like, I might have, I might have not been paying attention or just thought nothing of it. 
I don't know, honestly. I want you guys to hear. We weren't. We weren't in mode racism. Yeah, I had. I have my. I still have my switch on. On freaking uh, riots. <laughs> you know, I hadn't jumped over yet, so I, I must have missed the frequency. But anyway, you tell me if you think it's racist. We just agree there with Lawler. Don't believe the hype. They aren't what they say they are. The old besties and the bright colors and Japanese. It's all smoke and mirrors. So the only difference I know is between that and Lawler is it didn't make me laugh. You know what? I can't discredit. I like the per- I like the character of Nia Jax. I don't like her hurting people, and I don't like the way she sucks in the ring. But I actually do like the personality and the character, and that when she does little things like that, just being me. When I look at her, I compare her now. It's almost like the internet hating her guts toughened her up. <laughs> yeah. Because you can tell when they came up with the character of Nia Jax that their vision for it was very similar to that of Awesome Kong. They wanted her to be this woman who walks slowly to the ring that looks really mean, that doesn't talk, that's expression doesn't change, very stoic, very, very nasty, gets the job done and leaves. And, you know, once the Becky thing happened, that's when you started seeing this Nia Jax that's giggly and laughy and condescending and cunning and, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I remember having to get used to her face making smiling gestures just because it was like, man, how strange does she look? Because we've seen her so mean, you know, if you even look at her in this promo, you know, like this Nia Jax, the old, if you look at her there and you compare that face with the Nia Jax that we were originally introduced to, it's like day and night. And I don't think she gets enough credit for being able to pull that off from going yeah. from that mean stoic character to, to, to this, which is much better because the she other stuff is way more before. douchey, which works. Yeah, exactly. There you go. She's more douchey. She, she deserves to be more douchey. Yeah. You know, if anyone's better to be douchey, you know what I mean? There's less acting involved for her. Apparently. And it's kind of like Mark said, it's only racist. She did the eyes when she was doing it. It looks like she's doing the eyes in the image we got up. Oh, uh, damn it, man. The the day, I hate to say it, but I froze it on her imitating them, and it looks like she's doing the eyes. Oh. I feel like I inadvertently made it more racist by pausing her. Oh, my gosh. She looks like the next words out of her mouth are going to be like, you look like a man. <laughs> All I'm saying, bring the heat. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. You're gone from here now. <laughs> I ain't going <laughs> nowhere. No tolerance. No tolerance. <laughs> nothing. He said, what? You know what? Look at that picture. Look at. I want you to look into her eyes real quick, right? I know it sounds romantic, but it's not. Look into her eyes, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, with that in the background, and Naya making that face that she's making, is it racist yo. now? <laughs> the way her lips look, it really look like she did the yo. <laughs> None of this was planned, by the way. It was just like, hey, I just, I just put two and two together when I came on here. Oh God, that is amazing. So, like, oh, this... here's my opinion on her and that because a lot of people are saying that WWE went through the trouble of editing out the Kyrie same bump, but they left in her doing this when they could have taken this out too. This is what I'm talking about, though. We're once again back here. It's almost like the only thing everybody learned from everything that's happened is to go exactly back and do the same shit again. Like, we were just on here last week talking about how Destin and I have spent many, many months, if not years on here, trying to explain to people the difference between racism and, like, just, you know what I mean, parody, Maybe joking, even a joke. Like, humor, and how... A little bit of dark comedy. Like. Right, and the difference being, like I said last week, I don't want to get deep into it, but that dude, the, the guy who died, 
We're not even going to mention names or anything right now, but this is because again, we spoke about this last week. Tune into last episode. We could use the hits. But <laughs> that being said, this is one of those things where he didn't have an option. He did not have the option to, to, which I tell you guys to do a lot. If something bothers you, turn it off, mute it, uh, block the person. He didn't have that option, man. They killed that dude. That's fucking racism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they killed that guy in, in broad daylight in the middle of the street. That's a, that's a form of racism to me. Not somebody making a funny joke or whether a subjectively funny joke about stuff like, because the difference to me with racism is when it's harmless. And if she's a heel, then her making fun of her Japanese opponents to me isn't like the worst thing. It's not like she did it. It's not awful. You know, it's just being you a heel. way worse. It, it, it's just part of that's what the character. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I get that everything in our world is is entertainment, but you have to have some level of realism in entertainment. And if you don't have that level of realism, then it takes over. The more realism you can implement into something, the better that it is. Like, think about how many movies and TV shows and sitcoms you've seen where during a sex scene. They simulate sex, right? That's like just the covers over them or you just see bouncing or from the waist down or, I mean, from the waist up, God forbid, from the waist down. But they're not actually, they're not actually, obviously these are actors and they're doing it that way. They could always not, you know what I mean? It could be like the soaps in the eighties and it just cuts away. And when it cuts back, you see two people and they have like the covers over them. And then when they get up to use the bathroom, the towel is somehow conveniently practically sized to them, you know, but it's like, it, (laughs) it takes you out of it from when there's realism. Like when you watch something like The Sopranos or something on HBO and somebody gets out of bed naked, a lot of people might look at that as, oh, that's, you know, I don't like nudity, man, which I think that's a little bit your sticks up your ass, you know, your head's up your ass in that sense. But at the end of the day, that's not necessarily there just so that you can see some tits. Sometimes it adds to it because it feels more grounded in reality because who the hell has sex with the blankets pulled over them? Like if they're hiding under the bed or making like a fort, number one. And then number two. Who the hell gets out of bed when and wraps like the sheet or the blanket around them if they're the only ones home? No fucking body. So I digress. When you look at someone like Naya, who's a bitch in the gimmick mode and she's fighting two Japanese people, it would almost be less realistic if she didn't do at least some tongue in cheek stuff like that. She's supposed to be evil. Remember, I don't like murder. That doesn't mean that if I'm watching a movie and murder is committed by a bad character, I'm going to be like, that bad character committed murder. How how, dare he? That's how we portray him as bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's part of the gimmick. I don't think she said anything terrible. She said this Japanese stuff. So fucking what? You know how many places she could have gone with that? Like when you have an old black guy in a movie and like he calls like a white guy like a cracker, be like, yeah, cracker. Like that's like it's to me, that's not the worst thing it's part of the portrayal of that character you know what i'm saying like mm. it's, n- it's not necessarily meant to be hatefully racist nobody's dead at the end of this it's entertainment and i don't like when fictional things are treated that way there's a line of course there's a line and naya does still suck you're right and everybody look at that everybody wants to get right back on the naya still sucks train <laughs> But I'm just saying, I want people to suck for the right reasons. I don't ever want this community be, to be about the stuff that you see everywhere else. We're like, now we're just, we're just pissed. <laughs> you know, like we're just, we're just looking for reasons to be pissed. And I kind of feel like that's the, that's the unfortunate part about the Naya thing. I'm going to share the link to you guys if you really need to hear that, that, uh, ridiculous line that she said again. Yeah. And George really, the timing wasn't really wrong. It's just people just need to learn to laugh at shit for once in a while. Like, 
loosen up and laugh. Jesus, like, yeah, not everything. She made is, funny, like she. <laughs> not everything is racist, and not not everything. Well, not everything is is harmfully racist. Sometimes everybody just tries to make a funny. That one didn't work work for me, but I mean, hey, she tried to make a funny. And that's what I mean by we wound up right back where we started with this world, which is make it. I hate to say, but it makes me lose hope in the world where it was like people before the bad stuff that just happened happened were nitpicking little things like this. Then something really bad happened, racist wise, and we, and we went. This is real racism. This is murder. This is the kind of stuff these people being harmed and dying. This is racism. So all it did was make a lot of people more sensitive to the little minor tongue in cheek things, not less sensitive. I expected people to go, "You're right. That is racism. All this little shit, these little jokes. We shouldn't focus so much on. We got to worry about this." But no, it did the opposite. Now people are more sensitive to the little things. Like now you can't do anything. God forbid I press a gong button on here. I'd be racist. It doesn't matter what the reason is for it, right? Oh my God. <laughs> like what's the line now? What's the line? What if I did a breakfast show and I decided I was going to have grits on here? Can I only do it if you're here with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or, or is having you here with me more racist? You know what I mean? Or am I allowed to even bring that up? Or me talking about grits right now? Bad. You see what I'm saying? Like, what is the fucking line? Like, where's the line here? What if I have a Chinese person on here one day or a Japanese person on here? Can one we day? only have a Fu Young? Like, you know what I mean? Or if we bring up, we're not allowed to bring up certain things or bring up certain things. You can't even joke, even if the person's comfortable with it, because someone else who's listening might not be. And so then they'll tell the person who's on, you should have been offended. Someone who messaged you, Destin, you should have been offended that he brought up grits. Yeah, you weren't. Like, no, I'd be, maybe, I'd, at that point, I'd reply back like, "No, I'd be offended if you put sugar in them." <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker put sugar in for the salt. Now I'm offended. <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like sometimes when people aren't offended, people are offended at you not being offended, and that makes you offended. So then, fucking everyone's offended. Isn't it the weirdest thing? Because that's what's happening. Like people are literally mad that other people aren't mad. That's a scary world we live in. It's kind of like, why aren't you protesting? Why aren't you rioting? Why aren't you hashtagging Black Lives Matter? Can't get get up work you you know what I mean? And then, and then, if you choose to do it, that's your prerogative. But don't try to recruit people into anything. You don't know okay. where their heads are, how they're trying to help, or whatever. Jericho, for example, I don't bring it up every every week because we don't have time. Every time there's anything going on, Jericho quietly donates a whole buttload of fucking money, no matter what it is. He donated to this entire situation, but you had to talk about it. You know what I mean? But if someone who's not following that might look at Jericho and be like, I don't know, I'm, he probably did a Black Lives Matter thing, but let's just say he didn't. And then somebody goes, where are your Black Lives Matter? Not realizing that the guy donated quietly. You don't really know people's situations or what the fuck they're doing in order to help for you to be the one to judge how pissed off everyone should be. You know, so it's just strange to me where now we shame people into, into being angry. So you almost make it where like, the right thing to do is to be outraged and angry. And if you're not outraged and angry, then you're part of the problem. And then a lot of those tweets are not so much pro Black Lives Matter so much as pro shaming whoever isn't really vocal about it. Like if you're, yeah. if you're not one of the people, if you're not one of the people that thinks that this is terrible, unfollow me. What if I am one of the people and I'm just not commenting on it all the time? Exactly. 
it's just weird. Everyone's experience is different. So I just don't understand anymore how, how this entire thing works where you get something that happens and automatically the first thing you got to do is get as many people to agree with you as possible. And those that choose to stay out of it are wrong. Remember when it used to be like all of the old ways are gone. I hate to sound like an old timer here, but all of the old ways are gone. It used to be sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never harm me, right? Now words harm you more than anything and you're ignoring the sticks and stones. It always used to be if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Now it's you better fucking say something. This should include you if you care or you're a scumbag. So like literally almost the rules are flipped on their head. But we ignore this. It's just weird, right? Unbelievable. Yeah, nothing makes sense anymore. Why aren't you mad enough? Write it down. We're going to have so many freaking tight. I don't even know. Oh, I like them all it's going to be a bitch. Why aren't you mad that. enough? You know, I'm not mad enough because I got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> you know? I feel like the next time I walk by a white castle is just to validate. I got to throw a rock at it. Like, ugh. <laughs> there's my Should've contribution here there's my contribution white castle what do you mean white castle yeah i would throw i would throw a fucking rock like 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 a uh, burns from the simpsons <laughs> you know yeah one of those efforts i'll give you a threshing of a lifetime <laughs> uh, uh, <remember> fucking <laughs> How do we not oh. have a drop of that dude, man? That's still we what is it? It's been like over twenty years on the air. <laughs> it's over twenty years on air, and that's still one of my favorite bits I've ever seen. Just, just that when he tries to fuck people up, why you? Yeah. Give you the thrashing of a lifetime. Everyone's fucking stand. Wait, let me see if I can find it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah throw out the oh. rock at the white castle so everybody she, sees how angry Holy I am. Shit. and you know what man i don't condone any kind of looting there should be there should be uh peaceful protest but if you're gonna protest any kind of racism why not protest like uh against the big corporations and i'm not again full disclosure you know disclaimer i'm not freaking doing it but i find it strange that They'll go after these mom and pa shops that now have to rebuild instead of the insured, insured targets and the insured Walmarts, the insured big corporations that can write that shit off and move about their lives. They go after the mom and pa shop that literally now have to go into their savings and into their banks or get money from God knows where to have to rebuild themselves. They're literally like, there's a lot of people that are attacking the everyman. I'm not saying everybody, but some people, they're attacking the everyman, the people who are, who like you and I, they're, they're making their own money and they're doing their own thing. You know, look at the shops that they're looting. Like at the end of that, at that point, you're just looting for the sake of looting. You saw a situation and you took it. Yeah. It's, it's unrelated with the protest. It's like, shit, no one's looking. Now's my chance. And that's what really happened. I feel like we have two different things happening at the same time. One's the, one's the residual of the other. You have the actual protesters who are out there trying to make a statement because it is their right in this country. And you have people who went, shit, now's my chance. I'm mad. God. And those people went and went nuts. And it's completely two different factions. Exactly. What they don't report to you on the news is the amount of time that the people that were doing the peaceful protests were with police and the police were, were protesting with them or with them helping yeah. them or at the time when the, when the protesters and the police would team up to stop the looter. Exactly. It's a three way dance here, fellas. This isn't just a one on one. Uh, and I think that's the one, but the also the one that thing bothers me the most and it's kind of funny that I shit you not lost a few friends over this. The people out there that are just like, oh, there's no such thing as a good cop. And then I mentioned that one of my best friends over 20 years is currently trained to be a cop. And they're just like, oh, he's a piece of shit. And I'm like, no, no, stupid. No. Like you, 
You have to categorize people and situations person to person. You can't just make a yeah. decision out of nowhere. That, people, uh, people have this annoying habit of trying to group everybody in the same thing. Like, the world is at the point now where we're like, if you're a cop, you're automatically shit. Like, no, no. I've met good <laughs> cops, but you know, we had an episode on here where we roasted cops because I've also met yeah. bad cops. You know what I mean? But you can't, oh, wow, this is a different one from what I've seen. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. But he does it a lot. Let's Some see. hot dog admissions officer playing by his own rules. Yeah. <laughs> He's using a baton this way. Excuse me, Dang. what are you doing? I'm giving you the beating of your life. Look, if, stop that. If you wanted him that badly, why didn't you just say so? Yeah. Let's dismember the corpse and send his widow a corsage. Oh. It's messed up because there's a. Li- that's what I love about the Simpsons. There's so many layers oh. to that joke. Like the fact that he fell back afterwards and was like, Smithers dismembered the, the, the corpse. That basically means that this man in his heyday, back in his youth, he probably did take people out with bats and then take care of them. <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> Uh, we're talking, they're talking about the Simpsons and racism. They're supposed to be about wrestling. Who the hell do these guys think they are? It is unbelievable. Oh, God. But yeah, like I said, I'm I'm getting worried about uh the fact that we're now living in a world where all of that kind of stuff. You got to be really, really careful. And you kind of mess things up too when you do that because and and again, completely neutral here. But when you force minorities to be involved in things that they otherwise would not be involved in you make it weird and it doesn't it feels forced and not organic and what i mean for example just to give an example so that we're clear about context here if i'm making a story about medieval times and somebody asks me why aren't there more black people in this my response should be i don't know you're gonna have to ask god and i wasn't born yet i have no idea what the geographical situation was. I mean, I do, but I don't want to get into it on a wrestling show. But the point being, because it's not historically correct in a lot of ways, is what the correct answer is. They asked George R. R. Martin that about Game of Thrones. Why aren't there more black people? Because there weren't more black people. This was like based on European and, you know, uh, culture. Like there weren't more black people there. So the point being that what's happening as a result of a lot of the backlash is that people are trying to just be more inclusive even when it doesn't fit. So they'll just do it for the sake of doing it. Like, just an example, this doesn't really happen, but if you, Destin and I decide we're going to try to put together a movie and we have the screenplay and everything, Hollywood might want us to make our main character a teenaged black transgender lead versus whatever's there, not because it fits the context of the story, but because not only would it be more supportive and get more support, but it would allow them to dodge the bullet of being asked why there aren't more movies that include this. As opposed to allowing a creator to organically, maybe somebody who's talented, who is black or transgender to make their own thing. Like, look at Tyler Perry. He's a good example. Like, he is someone who's a successful black director and movie maker that makes movies about black people. So it makes sense. It fits. It fits so well. So he gives roles to, to black. Keenan Ivy Rains was a, was a black comedian who made a show in Living Color with a lot of black people. And he also included white people. But do you see what I mean? How those are organic situations? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is the way that it was meant. You know, you can't ask Martin Scorsese or Steven Spielberg to write Boys in the Hood, too. It just doesn't work. And again, I'm seeing a lot of that where it's like, well, why aren't there more black people in this? Why aren't there more Spanish people in that? Why aren't there? Why aren't there? You know, I, I mean, the, maybe they have to uh, be the ones that make the content. 
But the way that we're living right now, where like you just kind of force shit just so that you're not nobody's mad at you. How is that going to work? Can we ever have another Power Rangers without somebody getting screwed over? What do we need? 20 Rangers in the next team? Because you know what? No matter what, someone's going to say something. Why isn't there a freaking Filipino person as a Power Ranger here? There's just a regular Chinese person here. Why isn't there a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's going to happen. Why, why isn't there a, why isn't there a Hispanic person or why isn't there a Middle Eastern person? How come there's not an Indian Power Ranger? That's what's going to happen. Like, no matter what, someone's going to be excluded from something or we're going to have 20 Rangers. Why is Zordon white? Why is Zordon bald? (laughs) You see what I mean? Like, you can literally take that logic and you can apply it to anything and automatically the exclusion isn't the justification. So. I like, um, and I've said this on here before, but I prefer when people create stuff that sort of is in addition to uh, what we already have. And what I mean by that is, and even though the Nick Fury thing worked out, and I've said this on here before, Nick Fury being being black in the Ultimate Universe and then having a black Nick Fury Samuel L. Jackson in the Marvel Cinematic, even though it works, that's a rare situation. I prefer not turning white characters black or black characters white i prefer just making new characters people act like there's a quota you know what i mean there's like a limit like shit we can only have this many characters in the world if anybody writes more there's only like 20 more slots left and then after that no one in the world can invent anymore you could create infinite so why turn characters colors you could just make more and that's why i like what marvel did i love the fact that we have characters that are up and comers that sort of are are being passed the torch like miles morales and kamala you know like, these are characters that replacement Spider-Man without replacing Spider-Man. We didn't turn Peter Parker black and his family black and move it somewhere like they did with the Honeymooners. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, we didn't, we didn't t- change the race of everybody. You know, we, instead we introduce a character and you know what? It's even better. There's times, and I'm, I'm the biggest Spider-Man fan that you'll find. And the Miles Morales stories are sometimes better. And sometimes the, di- the dynamic him and Peter have adds to that. The friendship that they've been able to have. You know what I mean? Like, without Marvel even doing it on purpose, they told one of the most inspirational stories in the world. Think about this for a minute. You have this white, middle-class superhero guy who now takes on a protege that's a mixed black-Hispanic superhero guy, both from Queens, and the two of them form a bond and a friendship. You know what I mean? How cool is that? You couldn't have that if Spider-Man just turned black. But we have like one. I, I love when I see Peter and Miles together. Some of the coolest shit I've seen in the comics. I've seen it in movies. You know, going back years, whenever they've been together, it's cool. But think about even in, that, um, even in the new game, you see it a few times. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. And people get excited when that happens. And part of it is that it's cool to have that connection, you know, and it's cool to see two people like that. So it's like that's how you attain things like that. You don't just flip the character's race. You know, and I, so that's what I mean by uh, there are ways to do things and to include all cultures without making it seem like you were strong armed into doing the shit. When you just change characters, cultures, it's just kind of like now it kind of seems like you're just doing it either for the shock value or be, so you don't want anyone to complain about seeing the uh, the, the the contrast to this. But when you do Incredible something like that, three, it's they're all black. Inclusive. Like what? Isn't that cool? Isn't it cool that Peter Parker, the, you know, a white middle class dude was able to befriend the younger Hispanic guy and help him get his shit together, not only in life, because when you look at some of those scenes, I remember seeing scenes of them on the rooftop, like just in their suits, but with just a mask off and, you know, him being like, you know, did you do your homework? You know, do you make sure that this like, you know, making sure that the guy's actually fucking OK. That's not cool. You know what I mean? That's not a really how come we don't give credit when things like that happen? The fact that Kamala, you know, her, her entire story of being Miss Marvel's, you know, she's, you know, and, and, and her culture and everything, 
And the fact that Carol Danvers, another white person, you know, she looks up to her. She got to meet her. She got to meet her idol and they, and they helped carry the team. And I, I, again, I think that these are good ways to show diversity and to show um, unification at the same time when you have this mix of all these cultures working together like that. Because at the end of the day, whose dream that grew up as any ethnicity, whether you're black or Hispanic, whose dream wouldn't it be for your favorite superhero who, because of the times, was probably white, to show up and, and, and freaking uh, knight you? And bring you on their adventures, right? Exactly. So the Miles Morales thing, as much as the Peter Parker thing being like middle class queens and everything resonates with me, not not even nearly as much as the Miles Morales one. And at the end of the day, that's what Spider Man's always been about at his core. It's been about being the a regular guy, and that's what they that that's what Stanley was going for when he made that character. We got a lot of superheroes here. You look at uh, and it's no disrespect because I love all superheroes, but you got a lot of superheroes here like Batman. He's yeah, he had a shitty that was that sucks. What happened to him? He's rich. He's rich, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you got Clark Kent. He definitely, he's not rich, but he's well off enough. You know what I mean? Like, it was cool that Spider-Man was about like a guy. You know, he's trying to make ends meet. He's sewing his costume. There's no Alfred sewing that shit. That poor guy has to do his homework and then he has to go and get a needle and thread, sometimes duct tape or scotch tape. He's doing that shit all by himself. You know how much more relatable it is to have to sew your own shit than for Alfred to do it? When's the last time Alfred sewn your shit, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, goddamn time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's a lot more relatable. And when you look at the Miles Morales stuff, it's done that way too. So that's what I'm looking at when it comes to the, the the racism and the why can't they be more this and why can't they be more that? You have to do it in a way where it's inclusive without being intrusive. Inclusive without being intrusive. Write it down. This is nuts. Oh, Jesus Christ. If anyone ever needs a catchphrase, we out here. Just drop it. No, that's mine. Away. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, I'll fight you. Don't play with me. Just drop some money in the Talk Brunch PayPal, and uh, we'll talk. I'll talk prices later. You know, but what are, what are your thoughts in regards to um uh, to that? Where it's like the Lawler thing, for example, like in contrast the Lawler thing and now the Nia thing. What are your thoughts when people are going, "Uh huh, there it is." See, it's a lot of people don't understand, and this is what bothers me. Of course, being an aspiring stand-up comic, like sometimes to be funny. You gotta dance on that line between humor and maybe a little racism. I mean, if you look back from comedians like God, like the Richard Pryor, the Martin Lawrence, and all guys like that, they use racism in the bit. And it was funny because mm-hmm. sometimes it's funny. When it came to Naya and when it came to Lawler, it was literally just trying to be funny. When is sometimes that- it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and Lawler, Lawler, to his credit, he's always uh, been weird out there. Yeah. I, I remember I remember um when he used to call Kalisto a Mexican jumping bean. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's a little, I mean he couldn't do that nowadays. Yeah, he couldn't. I mean this was maybe like a year or two ago too. That's the funny part, but it's like even then it was just like, okay, he made it funny. Yeah, but now you can't be sensitive to everything. And it's not just because it's it's unhealthy for you, but it's because then you let the big things fall between the cracks. You know what I mean? Like imagine if you were all tweeting angrily. Let's just put a whole bunch of people into a scenario here, right? So you're all tweeting angrily. Person A is tweeting about person B's tweet. Person B is tweeting about the racism. Person C is tweeting about the people who are not putting Black Lives Matter. Person D is tweeting about the fact that there should be more be, be more uh, people in movies. Person E. And it goes on and on and on. And now just imagine if all these people are on their phones tweeting and being pissed at each other. They're so distracted that they don't see the fact that there's some dude who has a knee on somebody's neck. Right. 
You know, like imagine if something like that happened. Like if everybody was so busy worried about a racist joke that there was a racist murder that took place in broad daylight. Could you imagine if that happened? If it got to the point that we were so deep into our phones that you could even see people walking by and not doing shit. But you notice how nobody ever talks about those? Nobody ever takes action. But you know what? A lot of people take video. We don't talk about that shit, though. All I'm saying, um, world star hip hop. Man, I haven't been to that place in years. I went there years ago. I can only imagine what that shit looks like now. All I'm saying it must is be like the Wild it's, West, it's, right? It's, it's fucking nuts. It's I dropped in there like a month ago, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, like it's no. gotten worse. Like it really has gotten worse. Yeah, and uh, I feel bad for people on both sides. I don't see like a good side anymore. I just see a lot of. There sides, really isn't. You know, I just see like a lot of sides with a lot of uh, anger. You know. Yeah, it's really, really unfortunate. Like I, I it's kind of funny talking to um my um uncle who's a reporter, who a retired state patroller. He was just like, it's crazy the fact that you can't even put the uniform on anymore without somebody instantly thinking you're doing wrong. And it's like it's sad because it's not not all of them are like that. No, not of all of them right. are. And you should allow people to be able to make their own choice. You're not going to always like the choices that people make, but I look more at the people who are busy judging others than the people who are just quiet. And maybe exactly. that's just me, but I'm just seeing like a lot of people that they're never quiet, man. You know, like they, they have to judge everybody that doesn't see things the way that they are. And this whole entire world was built on free speech and democracy and choice. And they're kind of cheating themselves out of it. It's only like free speech and democracy when it's convenient to you. Uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It really is. But um, The Rock actually released something. I don't know. Do you see his Black Lives Matter video? Uh, I hadn't seen it. I've seen too many of them, so I'm just like, no. Well, it's The Rock, though. Yeah, it's you like, know, it was, I, I thought about it. I was like, you know, I'm gonna see that one eventually. Yeah, right. Like inevitably, it's gonna come up somewhere. I was like, hey, it's gonna pop up again. I haven't seen it either. But I'm gonna run some of it here, depending on how long it is. We'll see. Let's just let's just play it by ear. The people's ear. Where are you? Where is our leader? Where are you? Where is our leader at this time? At this time when our country is down on its knees, begging, pleading, hurt, angry, frustrated, in pain, begging and pleading with its arms out, just wanting to be heard, begging and pleading and praying for change. Where are you? Where is our compassionate leader? who's going to step up to our country, who's down on its knees and extend a hand and say, you stand up, stand up with me, stand up with me because I got you. I got you. I got you. I hear you. I'm listening to you. And you have my word that I'm going to do everything in my power and, and until my dying day, my last breath to do everything I can to create the change that is needed to normalize equality because black lives matter. Where are you? It's that same compassionate leader who has to come back and readdress the country to give important context, to give, to give an important perspective on the comments that were just made. Of course, all lives matter. Every single one, all lives matter because we as Americans, we believe in inclusivity. We believe in acceptance. We believe in human rights. We believe in equality for all. 
That's what we believe in. So of course all lives matter. But in this moment right now, this defining, pivotal, explosive moment where, where our country is down on its knees, the floorboards of our country are, are becoming unhinged in this moment, we must say the words, black lives matter. Where are you? Where are you? Because here's what happens when you extend a hand and you reach out to Americans who are in pain and they stand with you. They stand with you. Here's what happens. The country, the entire country, the entire country stands and rises as well. There is military force that has been deployed on our own people. Looters, yes. Criminals, absolutely. But our protesters who are begging and pleading, our protesters who are in pain, you know, you would be surprised how people in pain would respond when you say to them, I care about you. When you say to them, I'm listening to you. You'd be surprised how people would respond, how Americans would respond. If you say to them, I care about you. I am listening to you. This is our country. You are all my people. And I take full responsibility and full accountability for something that has been hundreds of years of systemic disease. Why am I taking full accountability? Because I am your leader. I'm your leader and I'm going to do everything I can to make this right. And I'll tell you what, you give me, you give me some, you give me some trust. You give me some time. You give me some effort. You give me some love. I'm right there with you. And together we're going to make this right. Together we're going to create that change. Together, we're going to normalize equality. We're going to do it, but we're going to do it together. You'd be surprised how Americans and how human beings would respond. They would rise up. We would rise up with you. The world would rise up with you. I want to take a moment to, I want to take a moment to thank the world. I want to take a moment right now to thank the world for standing up with us in our fight for equality, to normalize equality. I want to thank all these countries around the world. Incredible, inspiring, beautiful displays of solidarity. And I want you to know something. And I feel confident, I feel confident speaking on behalf of your American brothers and sisters, us, through our, through our fire, through our smoke, through our debris, through our noise and everything that we're going through right now. Cause there's a lot happening around us as we're taking our lumps. Don't think for a second that we don't see you. We see you. We see you. We thank you. We love you. Look, I am like, like the majority of Americans, I'm not a politician and I've never clearly been elected to office and I'm not the president of the United States, but I am a man and I am a father who cares so deeply about my family, about my children and the world that they will live in. I care so deeply about our country and every single person in it. That's who I am. I am a man who is frustrated. I'm disappointed. I'm angry. But I'm also doing my best to stay focused and as calm as I could possibly be in the pocket to make the best decisions for my family and make the best decisions for our country. So as we continue to wait for that leader to emerge. As we continue to wait for that leader to emerge, I would recommend to all of you, 
that we must become the leaders we're looking for. We become our own leaders because we're doing it now. We're doing it now. We must become the leaders we are looking for. And I'll ask you one more time. Where are you? Where is that compassionate leader who steps up and takes accountability for his country and all of the people in our country? Where are you? Because I'll tell you what, we're here. We're all here. We are all here. We're all here. And the process to change has already begun. The process to change has already begun. You can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it across our country. Change is happening. It's going to take time. We're going to get beat up. We're going to take our lumps. It's going to be blood. But the process of change has already begun. You guys stay strong. We got this. I guess he's done. He kept pausing so much. I wasn't sure. I thought it was going to once again, right. where are you? You know what, though? Like, if he keeps talking like that, they're going to be like, you're him. You're that leader. <laughs> It's you. You're the chosen one. Be careful, Rob. You are the pumpkin king. You know, you're going to literally become the people's champion. So does that mean Twitter's going to hate him, too? Yeah, if, if he doesn't step up, right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, right. That was a nice little speech, though. Yeah. A lot of vivor in that one. Yeah. The problem with him is that, uh, I don't know. I guess he's, I don't know if he's attentive to what's happening in social media, but it's almost like people are too angry and too far gone for them to see what he's presenting to be sound advice. You know? Exactly. Like, it wouldn't matter if he stepped up because the same people bitching on Twitter would still be bitching about him. Like, I don't know about you, but if I'm sitting here in any kind of a leadership role and all anybody's been doing the whole time I've been in said role is running their mouths. If I step up, it's not like anybody's going to notice. Yeah. Because I, I know everybody was like, oh, he went into his bunkers. And I was like, well, if there's riot in the streets and stuff around who's on fire, I'm not standing out in the open. So the reason I'm here right now is because I don't have a bunker. <laughs> I don't have a bunker. Right. There you go. Writing it down. You're going to be so torn. Oh, God. This is, oh, this one's going to be painful. <laughs> this is going to be the hardest part of post-production. But yeah, it's just like, that's the one of the things that caught my eye the second uh, it happened. When everybody, it was, I think, raising the picture where all the lights were out in the White House. And they were like, oh, our leader's in his bunker while all this is going on. And it's like, yeah, because shit around him is on fire. Like, <laughs> millions of dollars worth of stuff is getting destroyed just outside the window. If you had a bunker, you'd be in the bunker. Be in the bunker. Hashtag be in the bunker. See, there you go. And yeah, you're right. George the Rock's telling the president, do a promo. Right. <laughs> you know, but the problem is the president does promos. Yeah, and people bitch afterwards. <laughs> Eventually you get sick of doing promos. Like, Well, let's talk about that. So, like, actually, let's get this up. I want to share this in the chat with you guys, the Rocks thing, for anyone who didn't, who wants to check it out. You probably heard it on here if you didn't fast forward through it. You hit that 20-second button a few times. You could do that one. Yeah. Looking at you on demand, people. Yeah, we know you all there. We know you skipped us. I ain't mad at you, though. It's all good. But while we're talking about uh, the entire thing that's been happening with racism and you somehow Trump gets gets uh, tied into this, did you hear about Jackson Riker, our boy Gunner? Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember exactly what the tweet was, but I heard about him. Yeah, I miss him, man. He worked Ooh. so hard. He worked so hard to get where he is just to be released. And no, he hasn't been released. 
but but it's probably coming. He tweeted out, "Thankful for the president of the United States we have. God bless America, built of freedom, forgotten no more." And uh, the internet went ballistic. He's now like the most hated wrestler on the planet. If it wasn't for like- Nia Jackson, Sonny. Right. <laughs> but this guy, so uh, he might be in a tie. And uh, basically, Batista responds that he's like, uh, he basically says that he has um, a peer who had the nerve to post an ignorant ass tweet supporting the hashtag fake president who is inciting violence and posing with Bibles like he's a decent human being, speaking the words of a dictator while people are being gassed in the streets. And he's keeping this person nameless because he's a sorry ass motherfucker who he refuses to let ride his coattails. He gets no love from him. He gets no rub from him. And if he would like to discuss it in person with him, they have enough mutual acquaintances that he will be able to find him easily. So Batista's hot at Gunner Riker, probably Gunner again soon. Kevin Owens then jumped in and said the freedom you speak of entitles you to speak your mind all you want i'm not here to argue that i just really need to tell you that i think you're pushing your shitty wrestling catch catchphrase as as all of this is happening is absolutely fucking pathetic Kevin owens ricochet then jumps in and he's like uh i get i get you're a quote-unquote bad guy on tv and i'm hoping that this that that's all this is even then that ain't it but if this is actually your true thoughts, I'll be really sad, man. Then Ricochet jumps in. And then his tag team partner, Steve Cutler, jumps in. Although I am part of a tag team while I wrestle, I am my own person with my own thoughts and beliefs. It pains me to see what's going on in the world. I fought for freedom of our country and all of the people who live here. It should it shouldn't matter your race or however you identify. We are all human beings and all deserve to be equal. Hashtag justice for George Floyd. And then uh Mustafa Ali jumps in and he's like, I'm thankful you posted this because I'm now aware of what you stand for. When when black brothers and sisters are crying, you praise someone that refuses to acknowledge their hurt. And then the bad boy himself, Joey Janella of AEW, jumps in. And he's like, someone is going to take a nice shit in your gear bag. Now, listen, whether or not you agree with the actions of these many wrestlers, some of them huge names at this point to be chiming in. Gunner is fucked now. Like, there's no there's no point where he of contention. He's fucked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, he's fucked. They basically the whole locker room turned on him. Veterans turned on him. People from AEW turned on him. And it sucks because here's the deal. Whether you agree with him about the president or not, it used to be okay to prefer one president over the other and not hate somebody and ruin their career. There are a lot of people who like George Bush over Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton over George Bush, and so on and so forth. Obama over freaking, uh, the hell was his name? Al Gore? Was it? Was it Al Gore? No, it wasn't Al Gore. I don't remember who the hell Obama went. It was Bernie. It was Sanders, I think. Oh, couldn't have been Sanders, right? Was it Bernie Sanders? The hell no. It might have been. I, 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 don't yeah, keep, I, I don't keep track. I don't keep track anymore. That guy's mid card at best. <laughs> <laughs> Even Gold just got a world title shot one no, time. Got, all right, there's my heat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. The 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 point being that like it's just weird because you would everyone who's a Trump supporter gets treated. It was McCain. You're right. It was. How do I forget that it was McCain? <laughs> What's up, Shane? What's up, Shane? He paid yeah. way more attention than I did, clearly. You know, but but what what happened to being able to do that, to being able to disagree? Like, 
all Trump supporters are treated like they're the only Trump supporter, even though there were enough for him to be the president. They're all treated. And it's like, again, I don't support any side. I think everybody's equally full of shit at this point. Sure, Democrats come off like a cult sometimes. And sure, Republicans come off as racist sometimes. I think they're all fucking nuts. Yeah. People have accused me of uh, being, oh, you're right, you're right, you're red, you're a Republican, and, uh, you know, you're all for Trump, and you're a Trump lover and a Trump supporter. I'm not a supporter of anything. Maybe the reason, I, I just always point out when messed up shit happens, and maybe the reason why it comes off that way is just I notice a lot of messed up shit. I don't justify any of the negative things that are done by the Republicans or Trump, but at the same time, I, I, I do gauge the reactions of people who become mobs. They become, literally, we've become like in South Park. The whole running gag of South Park is the town always gets really pissed off, right? They all gather together. Rebel, 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 yeah, rebel. That, that's the whole gimmick. We've become fucking South Park. Oh, God. And that's what I really oh. do. And then people automatically perceive me as being a supporter of one side over the other one. It's really just, there's only one side I see regularly that, that they get this mob mentality like that. Like, yeah, I don't have to agree with, with him being a Trump supporter, but good God, guys, you all ganged up on him on social media. You bullied the shit out of him over political opinion. You never mix politics and religion with your friends. And it's like they they bully the shit out of that guy. You could disagree with him without calling him a motherfucker. That would be a good way to show if you're a Democrat. If you're a Democrat, that would be a good way to show how objective and and, and, uh, cordial Democrats are by not calling him a motherfucker in public because he made a he made a supporting tweet that didn't have profanity against Donald Trump. But here you are motherfuckering the guy for his political choice. You're talking about shitting in the guy's bag or that somebody's going to shit in the dude's bag. You're, you're basically judging his whole character on this. I see the kind of person that you really are. I see the kind of human being that you are. At the same time, Riker, formerly known as Gunner in TNA, got that name because he served. You're the same people who basically always say thank you for your service to the Marines. You're the same people who do these, uh, the hell, the tribute to the troops and all this shit. Yep. And there are people who are troops that do support the president, not just Gunner. And again, this is without me bringing my opinion of whether or not that's true or not. But for you to, it's almost like you're discarding one principle for another. What happened to thank you for your service? He is a fucking former Marine. There's no level of disrespect in the fact that you called a a Marine, a motherfucker on social media, a peer of yours, a motherfucker because of his political choice, that he actually literally gunned people down to give you the fucking right to have? How James is that, was, no, how James is that okay, was shooting man. when he said how this man okay? kill people. How is it okay that this guy's probably going to lose his push now because we suddenly made it okay for someone who served in the fucking army and actually fought in wars and shit to be just, all that's discarded because he's a motherfucker now because he was vocal about the freedom of America that he, by the way, fought for. I couldn't imagine what that's like. Closest I ever right. got to it was fucking first-person shooters, so I couldn't imagine what it would feel like if I only had one spawn. That's what he went through. You don't have to agree with his with his beliefs. We don't have to agree with any of each other's beliefs, but we have to respect them. And I kind of feel like respect has gone out the window because whenever you feel like you're the righteous one, you're the good guy, you just suddenly don't respect anybody else. If you're everyone thinks that they're the good guy. And when you go into something with that absolute certainty that you, that the people that you're opposing are evil, you're going to look like the bad guy because you're going to then in turn treat them like shit. It's like the heel that doesn't know that they're actually the heel. So I feel bad for the dude. I get it. He he put out his support for Trump at a bad time. It couldn't have been a worse time. That was stupid. It's not stupid because he doesn't have that right. It's stupid because of the world we live in. It's stupid because right now there's a lot of heat going on. So then they started bringing up other stuff about this guy. 
they went back to a tweet he did July 10th of 2019, where he said, uh, pretty touchy subject, but all this Black Lives Matter garbage baffles me. I challenge any, I challenge anyone of any color or race to go watch 12 Years a Slave, the movie, and realize how good you act, you all actually have it. Learn heritage, Christ, Gandhi, Buddha. They all taught love and caring for others. This is getting out of hand. I pray for this nation daily. Okay, listen, he probably shouldn't have called Black Lives Matter garbage. and But at the same time, just playing devil's advocate here, this was not done derogatory. He was talking, he acknowledged that it was a touchy subject. He talked about all races and colors. And he talked about love being and caring for all people. So it's like, because he didn't support that movement, and you may not agree with that, does that mean he's 100% garbage now? How come we can't just disagree? I agree. I completely disagree with him saying Black Lives Matter is garbage. He said it in 2019, though. It was less sensitive than it is now, less offensive than it is now. It still should not have been said. I still do not agree with it. But that's about where it stands. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's a motherfucker. I'm not going to call him that. I'm not going to wish harm on the guy. I'm not going to now assume that because of that statement, I now know his entire inner workings. For people to believe that the human soul and mind is just so basic and co- compared to how complex we actually are as people. You don't. Oh, I now I know everything I need to know about. Like that ricochet one, whoever that was. Now I know everything I need to know about you because of one statement, bro. That's it. You know everything that you need to know about him. All of his, oh, his fears and his emotions and his dreams and ambitions. Do you know, like, if he killed someone in the army, how many people he killed? Did anybody of his friends die in the arms, in his arms? You know, has he helped kids? Does he donate to places? You know, y'all, because I had one statement. I mean? Like, all because if he said a few things, we now know this guy. That's it. We got him pinned. Like, you don't know shit. Like, you know, one opinion in one moment at one time through one tweet. You know, and like and like the Wrestling Observer said, there's a rule in, in to not publicly criticize each other in the WWE locker room. That's a literal rule. And it almost seems like because this guy wasn't on the side of uh, the majority, we just said, fuck that rule. Fuck, fuck respecting him as a Marine. Fuck his fuck the rule of, of showing any kind of decency to the guy, even though their boss, by the way, I don't know if they remember who their boss is. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is a good friend of Donald Trump. <laughs> Linda's exactly. in his fucking cabinet. You know what I mean? Even though they're boss, like, like, is everybody here in the same thing? This is like the equivocal of passing the ball to the other team for a three point shot in basketball. <laughs> you know, just because you don't like your teammate. It's just weird. Hopefully that metaphor worked. I don't know if it did. It was just on the fly. But you oh, know what yeah, I mean? that, that, that worked. Okay. Awesome. But you know what I mean? It's just really strange that it's like, we're also hearing about how he can't be fired for expressing his opinion, but they basically upset at him. So basically we know how to handle people they can't fire. So he's fucked anyway. Not a oh, question is, does upper management feel that way? Does, does upper management feel that way? Is Vince McMahon going to treat him that way? You're, when he's friends with Donald Trump? When he when he basically named you as one of the people he's de- depending on to reopen the country? The great Vince McMahon is what he, when Donald Trump called him, right? Exactly. You know, how how is that going to work? How does this work? This is like a conflict of interest, if you ask me. Linda recently tweeted, Great employment numbers this morning, Donald Trump. She tags him. Great employment numbers this morning at real Donald Trump. We will continue to see the great American comeback. And uh this caused people to wish that Kane had taken care of her years ago. Literally. I'm not even making this shit up. She made a political tweet basically talking about the about the employment numbers. 
which were way up, by the way, before this pandemic. A lot of employment numbers were up. Crime was down. A lot of that shit was going on. She put that out and it caused people to say, I wish Kane had killed you. First of all, like it's for her dumbass. <laughs> she didn't really hit her head, you dumb fuck. No, they're they're literally asking Mayor Glenn Jacobs to 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 murder, <laughs> to kill in the man. It's it, this is insane. So a lot of people were angry, and uh, then a lot of people threw in her face that Vince had basically fired a lot of people. And uh, what the fuck is that got to do with her? But the point being, she's not even allowed to show her support, whether you agree with it or not. She's not even allowed to show her support without being condemned. <sighs> It almost feels like when the actual elections come, rather than Donald Trump losing because of being a failure to the country, it's going to always be able to be argued that he lost because people were bullied into not voting for him and into not showing support that would have otherwise influenced others into voting for him. Wouldn't you rather get a clean win? If you're a Democrat, wouldn't you rather get the clean W? That the other person was put in the other office, there was simply such an overabundance of confidence in that person? that they chose them over Donald Trump rather than for it to look transparently like what it is, that there's nobody on the democratic side that they have that level of faith in. So the only thing that they can do to bring the thing back over to shift things back over to their side is to fuck up the other side. And again, this is coming from a person in the middle. I don't give a shit either way. I'm just looking at it the way we look at wrestling here, guys. You guys know that I'm looking at it objectively from both sides, what both sides are doing to one another. And I just can't help but see this tactic. And this is, again, it, not me. I know people are, oh, he loves those. I didn't vote for anybody. I ain't voting for shit. I don't care. But I'm just saying I'm I'm an observer. I'm a watcher like in Highlander. And I'm just saying the things that I notice from the outside looking in, and I will always remain on the outside looking in. And my reasoning for this is because from the outside looking in, I can see more objectively than if I did choose a side. And that's just an obso- observation that in this instance, it looks to me like one side doesn't have faith in their leader, so they just want to break down the other side. And then that'll probably work. I mean, shit, the bullying is to the point where you're not allowed to say Trump in a positive note at all without being completely destroyed. Even what I'm saying right now, despite not being pro-Trump and this not being a pro-Trump speech, is going to be perceived by many as he is. So as a, as a result of that alone and, and how little you're allowed to say, no matter who wins, if it's not him, it's not going to look like a clean win. It's going to look like they literally strong-armed people. That's not what they should do. Well, whoever would be that person didn't earn it. I don't even know who their guy is. Nobody knows anymore because they're too busy bitching about the other one. Who's their guy? Is it really Bernie Sanders? Not Bernie Sanders. Come on. Hey, I, fucking, I, fucking, I don't fucking know. Oh, so, unlike God. these people, I have shit to do. Like, so I don't know. If it's Bernie Sanders, they're going to need to Tanya Harding the other side in order to, fucking, <laughs> to, to get that. They're going to have to take Why? out his... They're going to skate by and take out Donald's knees. <laughs> if the fucking Bernie Sanders, man, you guys are going to need to take him out in order for... <laughs> and I kid, I'm saying an absolute joke because I know I know how people get. But in order, if you guys think that, oh well, my god, you better, you're gonna need a new, me. you're gonna need a new champion. It's gonna be like Xenoverse two. You're gonna need to get those Dragon Balls and wish that they bring you a hero. I need a hero, <laughs> you know, and not from Quiznos or Subway. Oh shit! Damn, yeah, ridiculous. but it's like I mean, hell, if he did something that improved something that improved some aspect of life, something in the country, cool, appreciate it, good job. It was like, um, I think it might have been UFC 240, I believe. Uh, it was whichever one, the last one that Trump actually went to and attended. People were booing and giving him shit. And I was like, do you fuckers not understand why him and Dana Wire are friends? And it was because way back in the day, 
Trump Tower was one of the first big places they got to do a show. So it's literally been they've been friends because he helped save the company you're a fan of. But nobody ever thinks that far because it's Trump. Oh, my God. It's crazy right now. At this point, like, it's like I almost want like I almost want to like cheer for some of these people just to piss people off because it's funny watching you almost burst a blood vessel over something you know fuck all about. Like, it's like my little ray of sunshine every time. Like, Democracy is already dead. And so is freedom of speech, whether you want to believe it or not. The people who were the most supportive of democracy and freedom of speech have destroyed it. Yeah. Look what they turned our fun little wrestling show with full of jokes into. Right? It's your fucking fault. You always hear time. Make me laugh now. <laughs> right? I'm going to stand right here to you fuckers make me laugh. Yeah, no, it's it's all over the place, dude. Like, it's it's really all over the place. There was a there was another situation that arose from this. I guess everybody delete your Twitters now before they get you. Because apparently, I don't know who Clutch Adams is, but he was going to be somebody who was going to have a match on AEW Dark. This was the May 19th edition of May AEW Dark. And it was going to be against QT Marshall. But they removed that match from happening. And it's because he sent us some tweets in 2013 where he called people effing... Uh, I don't even know if I, I want to say the word, but he basically called people effing homo sapiens. You know what I mean? Without the sapiens. <laughs> you know, and he said a bunch of other things. He dropped the N-word. He was racist. He was, uh, he, he was racist. He was freaking, uh, all kinds of stuff. <sighs> Man, that statue of limitation thing is in full effect. I'm telling you. Like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. But, uh, and you know what? I saw the tweet and it was very immature. And in that case, I'm going to agree because basically what happened was Cody Rhodes basically said that his match is not going to, like his match has been removed. And then the guy deleted his Twitter account afterwards. But uh, whoever the hell he is, they, they found that old tweet from years ago. And then he wrote this long thing that I'm not going to read. I just decided right now I'm not going to read. We don't know him well enough to read it. No offense to you. Uh, what's his name again? I already forgot. But the point being, he wrote, the, he did what anybody. Yeah, right. Okay. He did, he did what anybody would do. He wrote this long paragraph about how he's a 27 year old father, soon to be three year old. I'm a 27 year old father of a soon to be three year old girl. And, um, he apologized to Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes and he apologized to the wrestlers and the staff, uh, to his fiance, to his daughter, to the fans. And, uh, you know, to those that he offended and he cannot apologize enough. And yeah, I mean, it was years ago. I mean, do we have like some sort of statue of limit, limitations or something? Apparently not anymore. Like, damn, it was 2013. He says, I was like, if you sent out something in 1999, it means the same thing now. Like, yeah. So they basically put a replacement match. They put Christy James will take on Killian King instead because they don't want to have this racist guy on AEW dark. At least that's the, uh, that's the spin that they put on it, which, uh, you know, what can I really say? You must too, sir. Yeah, it's a bit, like I said, it's it's really crazy, you know? The other thing that got Jackson Riker in trouble, though. Uh, hmm. Damn, Riker. You ain't making I don't this know shitty. how I feel about this. <laughs> you ain't making this easy, bro. Oh. What you done did? What you done did? Did you kill more people? I put it up on the screen. Oh. I know, right? It says, the one time I took a selfie as a soul man while a guy was pissing behind me. Love bodybuilding. One of the most rewarding things I've done, as well as wrestling. So, uh, 
you see how he's so tan that he's as black as Bobby Lashley in this picture. Yeah, he's and, uh, and he, he's all glistening and shit. And he said the one time he took a picture as a soul man, which is uh an old comedy. Remember that comedy I seen it years ago where the guy was taking tanning pills to look black. <laughs> sure. That's what Soul Man is. That's what that movie is. Since then, he's made his Instagram and Facebook accounts private. Yeah, Riker. Uh, you're not making this easy, bruh. You're not. That tan isn't helping either. I'm trying, man. I was trying. Now I might stop. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I still think that uh, we're being too hard on the guy, though. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh like, for I sure. I still think that, like, uh, you know, you got to take some of this shit with a grain of salt. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe instead of do under others, he wanted to do under Wakanda. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Oh, say, say somebody should say something to Lana. Damn. Say something to Lana about what? Oh, about her the fact that she, Yeah. <laughs> How do you know that it's not Bobby Lashley's tan rubbing off on her? <laughs> you know, you got to look at this objectively, man. We're adults here. One you of know? the fucking Lashley shows up and he's out by no one fucking you can't even see Lana in the dark. The only way to know for sure is for me to get a look at her ass and see if that's tan too. <laughs> Did he tan that ass? <laughs> I can't write that down. And I'm so mad. <laughs> Did he tan that ass? Oh. That's the only way we're ever going to know. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, AEW also got rid of. Uh, actually, does this count as one? I think it counts as one. I got a flow. You got a what? I got a flow. I got a flow. You got a flow. So let it go. I figured you were. So Linda Hogan. Oh, fucking Linda. Oh, Muppet Linda. Wrong Hogan. She tweets out. Let me see what this is. Watching the looting. It's all Afro-Americans. Good Lord. Oh, there's more to the tweet after that. This bitch said Afro. That's the part that stuck out to me. Like what? <laughs> Not sure how robbing you know is how, stealing. You know how long it's been since somebody say Afro American? This shit after Afro American? No, Shane. No. <laughs> oh God, he posted the tan lady. Why do we have that? He posted what? You never see the tan lady, Shane? Do it again. Oh my God, you never see like that really tan lady? It looks like a leather bag. Where the hell am I looking for this? Oh God, just watch the chat. Where, like, those random ones only pop up? Oh, God, Shane, do it again, please. Man, I have so many versions of the chat, I don't even know which one I'd have to look for. <laughs> oh, God, whichever one the gifts usually pop in, that one. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what is happening here, man? <laughs> Yo, I forgot that bitch existed. Oh, my God. Oh, oh dear Lord. Lord. You know what I'll do? Just in case you can't get it, I'll find you a picture of it. Good Lord in heaven. I'm covered in the windows from this gigantic program. Oh, there it is. Look at it. I see the sparks. You know what it is? It's because I, the old chat room currently isn't working for me, and the new one that they put oh, on the okay. council sucks. They're terrible at this. God almighty. I'll find, oh, Jesus Christ. That scared the hell out of me. I was, uh, <laughs> and Amy Rose, hi. Didn't see you in there. <laughs> I still don't. Oh god, now she's she's flash! Also, there's the spark. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, Amy Rose. Good people. Good people. Bam. I'll, I'll shout you guys all out at the end. Yeah, that's what we do now here. So anyway, Linda Hogan, we have to finish this tweet. 
We have to. Watching the looting, it's all Afro-Americans. Not sure how robbing and stealing set the record straight, but if they want to be heard, they need to be civilized. Yikes. You see what I mean? That's not even trying oh. to be... The, you see how different that is from the things that were racist, like during wrestling and just jokes and shit, where it's not like it's just mm-hmm. being character. That's like a legit, just fucking racist human being speaking racistly. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a lot She's of things... She's way here, worse than Hogan. Way worse than that. Look, first of all, watching the looting, it's all Afro-Americans. When is the last time you ever heard somebody say Afro-American? I'll wait. Still waiting. Yeah, like... <laughs> Come on, people! If you got something, not sure something. how robbing and stealing set the record straight. But if they, and I don't think at that point in the sentence, I get, I get it that it's a sentence. But the sentence structure sounds fucking bad, man. If they want to be heard, they need to be civilized. You know what I mean? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna need you to back your plastic surgery, have an ass up. Like, what? If they want to talk, they need to be civilized. I love trick, aren't you? Yikes, man. We ain't thought about you in years, and this is how you pop up? <sighs> Good lord. We're not even done with this yet, man. Let me get this Ugh. shit back up my, my screen. So then Ta- Tony Khan tweeted to her, You've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. Harsh. Almost wish he would have put that at the end. Like... So she got banned, and uh, apparently Tony Khan made a statement in regards to why Hogan was banned, which we didn't even know. And he said, what he said on the tape long before George Floyd, I've told people I can't work with Hulk Hogan. How can I look my black friends, football players, employees in the face or myself in the mirror after the things he said and has never given an adequate apology for? He can't blame what he said on tape on the dangers of social media. Has he not given an adequate apology? I feel like we've been on here for many apologies. He probably has, but you know, I guess it wasn't adequate, adequate enough for everybody else. Right, right. We're measuring these apologies now. Oh, that. Oh, God. I just sort of picked. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that. That's the tan person. <laughs> Shane somehow discovered that. And I was like, why is that there? Good God. And the fucked up part about it is, is when you put when you posted the GIF, the thing had the nerve to have a caption under it talk about something. I don't see anything wrong with tanning. Like, bitch, you look like a leather bag. What are you? Yeah. Definitely rough times. Right? They said somebody has to leak the apology tape. Oh, wait, no, they won't leak that one because then the Hogan joke stop. That's a good idea, right? He needs to make an apology tape for people to discover by mistake, right? That's a good idea. Let's see. Oh, my God. Who could he fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was not prepared for how about Sonny? Yeah, you f- get out of my head. Get yeah, out of my I mean, head. But then now. no one will believe it because they'd be like, nah, he could have fucked Sonny without having to make a tape. <laughs> Most people have it. Oh. Oh, you know. Ooh. Gonna, ooh. Like Sonny's a virgin, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Actually, we do have to talk about Sonny today, believe it or not. Just in case it wasn't enough. One of the, we'll we'll get into her. We'll get into her. First, I want to, Austin Creed apparently has been getting a big reaction from what he posted in regards to this. This one seems a little long, so I'm going to play a little bit of this, not all of it. And I'm going to link you guys so you could hear the whole thing. See what the hell we got here. What What is all this? That's not Austin Creed. Who are you? Um, 
I have been lucky enough to be able to have a community of people around me that may not have experienced these things, but they understand that their life experience doesn't cancel out my life experience. Um, that has not always been the case throughout my life. I grew up in Georgia and uh, Marietta, spent the first couple of years in California in Inglewood. And then when I was about seven years old, we moved to Georgia and was there for the majority of my life. So um, we, and when we lived in Inglewood, we lived on the street that was like one street over from where the Bloods and the Crips were. We were there during the Rodney King riots, during all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, my dad was in the military and he uh, was one of the people who went and calmed down like the Bloods and the Crips. So like knowing that, that my dad has, has been in this fight, like mentally, physically, my mom, my grandma, like so much of my family has, um, it really, it really puts an interesting spin on things. Cause for me, uh, my dad told me when I was much younger, when I was a tiny child, he told me that there's going to be people that don't like me purely because of the way that I look purely because of the color of my skin. And unfortunately there's not, mm-hmm. there's not always a lot that you can do to change someone's mind about you. So he explained that to me and I didn't really understand. I didn't get it as a kid. Um, but then throughout my life, he always made sure that I understood that I had to work uh, twice as hard as some people in order to get treated the same in, in a lot of situations, not even the same. Um, so when you do everything that you possibly can, um, you know, you educate yourself, you learn to be an athlete, you learn to play an instrument, you're in AP classes, you're doing everything that you can. And you're doing it because you want to, because you want to learn these things, you want to understand these things. But then at its core, I, I realized through a conversation the other day that because of the way things are, my entire life I've had to spend trying to figure out how to present myself as non-threatening. Mm. And if you if you haven't been in that situation or understood something like that, it's it's a lot. It's a lot because even though someone might hate me, the onus is on me to deal with it, not on them. There's no pressure on them to deal with with their hate and their pain. While in in my house as a child, I had to have this talk. I had to get this talk. I, my parents had to give me this information, not so that I could be smarter, not so that I could I could do better. It's so that I could stay alive. That was the first goal in our house was survive amongst people who might not want you to survive. And the fact that I have to now turn around and give that same talk to my two sons more than two decades later, it it should not be like that. When a group of people is saying, please stop killing us. If your response is anything, but yes, if it's, but well, that's the fundamental problem. And when we talked about this before we went on, I, I've been trying to figure out a way, a concise a concise way because I, I have a little bit of a following because I, I am on TV. So I'm, I'm in this position where people are, are wondering what I'm thinking. And it's taken me so long because I, I don't, I don't know what I'm thinking. I just know that I want, I want stuff. I want this all to stop. It's been happening for too long. It's not just become a problem now. It hasn't just become a problem in the last 10 years, 20 years. This has been a problem since. Black people were brought to America. Everything that we have done is always just asked to not be executed. Unarmed people getting murdered in the middle of the street. People being shot 41 times by undercover police while they're just trying to get into their door. Sleeping in your bed where you're supposed to be safe. People busting in the door and shooting, murdering you. And people 
seem to not care or when people hear about it and their response is, well, what were you doing to make that happen? Mm. Why is it on us? It's always on us. And I, I hate it. And I'm terrified with the coronavirus because I have a three-year-old and an eight-month-old. And now I have to also worry about the fact that the country, the society hasn't changed enough throughout the lifetime of my grandfather and my father and myself that my kids are going to have to deal with this too. That To be able to look someone in the face and not care about. So we maybe lost Xavier Woods there for a moment. Golden Boy, are you back with us, Xavier? Yeah, I think it was. Oh, it couldn't be worth timing, fellas. Yeah. Whew. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the man speaks the truth. And the best part about it is he didn't have to lean towards one side or the other. It is a shame that this is still something that the world has to deal with all these years later. And it is scary to have to have these talks with your children. Like, let them know, like, hey, you could be the nicest people. You could be the nicest person in the world. But there's people out there who just, by the way, you look which you can't do anything about. They're not going to want you to be around anymore. It's sad, but it's unfortunately the reality we live in. Yeah, it's really sad. It's it's crazy, you know. I like I like him uh, coming forward though, you know. Yeah, I like the way he did it too. It didn't come from like blaming any one thing. Like you see a lot of places doing now, like a lot of social media doing. It was just an overall thing going to what matters, and that's him and his family, not trying to blame this person or that person or any kind of shit like that. And we're just, this is going to last longer than all the other stuff we've been going through has been lasting. Yeah. You know, and that, I think that's one of the crappiest parts of all. By a long shot. But at least we have people that are stepping up and trying, you know what I mean? Lead the, lead by example. You got Woods and you got The Rock and, you know, people who are able to do this without being nasty. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, it's like, those are the people we should aspire to be like every day. I know by the, the our platform, we're far from it. But I mean, those are the ways that people need to start being. If things are going to get better. And yeah, sure, Shane, you can go ahead and call in. Mm-hmm. No, you welcome around here. Yeah. As a, matter, feet. as a matter of fact, for me to get him in the call, let's, uh, let's do a quick intermission here because I know I have to bridge him in. So when he calls in, I'm going to get him on the call and, uh, during that intermission and then we'll be back with you guys in a minute. That's how infrequently we take intermissions that I have to find my button here. But yeah, here we go. Yeah. chat with the guys then be sure to like us on facebook follow us on twitter and subscribe to us on youtube talkbrunch.com served hot
right. That intermission did fuck all because uh, of how efficient Microsoft stuff's been working lately. That's a free plug. <laughs> Can't say we never did nothing for you. Yeah, that is a free plug. But give me one sec here, guys. I'm going to get that sorted. I just want to make sure the sound's good for all of them. We have a complicated setup here, so, you know. All right. We're good now. We're all here, guys? We made yes. it. All right. Awesome. Shane, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, sugar. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're here. Pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to add a little sentiment to Woods' video. It's kind of like, you know, I'm mixed. You know, I'm biracial. So it's kind of like, you know, when he was talking about his kids and all that, it's just like, I mean, my, my dad told me from the get go when he first met my mom, because I didn't have a father growing up. So my stepdad, he told me from the get go that, uh, you know, people are going to hate you on both sides of the fence. And it's because it's not it's not because you're a human. It's because you exist, period. And to hear that from him, it was it, it kind of made me look at a lot of people different. I've always had to look behind my shoulder to make sure both black and white were looking at me crazy or, or whatever the spectrum might be. So, and I don't mean to get the show all deep and everything like that, but it's just oh, it's like, too late for that. <laughs> but it's kind of like, I, I can't side with the other side because it's my whole life has been almost one big dilemma. And I hate saying that because I know what I'm doing in life. I know what I want to do, but at the same time, it's like, whose side should I go to? Because either way I'm looked at as, you know, a sympathizer to both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, like, I don't, I'm not trying to cut you off or anything. I'm sorry. But no, at the same time, though, I think now more than ever, and I, I've thought this way since I was a kid, it's like, and I said it in the chat, um, it's, it's a, to me, it's a class thing. It's not, it is racial, yes, but at the same time, how many chances are you given if you're growing up with a, a spoon in your mouth versus not having a spoon at all? How many chances are you given to where you know what's for dinner tonight versus you don't know if you're going to eat this the next couple of days? And you make you know a good what I mean? point there about race and class and stuff and social standings because no one's there to ask that question and it's a question that's been bothering me about this specific incident for a while and i'm talking about the murder that occurred and it's just a question but what were the ways in which we determined that this was a race motivated action and i'm not saying it wasn't a race motivated action I'm asking, what are the ways that we determined it? Was it simply because one guy was white and the other guy was black that was on the ground? Um, because if that's the case, and again, I'm just asking questions here. How do we know that it's not just that he's an evil dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do we know that he's not just mentally disturbed or crazy? I'm not saying he is, but I'm just saying if we're going to do something, I'd like to fully investigate all aspects of it before we land on racism. How do we know that it's not a social thing, like Shane was saying, and that this guy was just looking down at someone who, from a social standpoint, was beneath him, economically even. The guy was there with a counterfeit 20 or whatever. It's just weird how I've heard 
that it's about race. And obviously the statistics will show you that more often than not, these are racially motivated things. But I'm also the kind of person who likes to take things situation by situation. And I'm just wondering in this particular situation, how do we know that this was racially specifically motivated and not evil motivated, which is still bad and he should still get punished for it. I want to look more into the guy. Does the guy have a history of this? And that's the strange thing. You do it to the wrestlers, people out there of the world. You even do it to Linda and Trump. Has anybody looked into this guy's social media background? Can we dig back 2012, 2011 like we've done for every motherfucker who's ever said anything? And can we pull out some stuff to see his racism, his history of racism, even just anything that might hint upon him having racism? You know what I mean? Like, I just I, I need a little bit more, you know, and, that's, and it doesn't justify nobody should be on the ground, should be killed like that. But in this case, I just need more. Does that make sense? Like, I just want to find out more about the yeah. guy's backstory. If he's racist, this definitely, you don't go from being, from showing no signs of racism to killing somebody. There would be signs somewhere. Is he not on social media? You know? These are the things that I, that I question. And there is race problems here. So it's good that we're having movements and stuff and we're trying to uh, resolve a bit. But, but at the same time, is this one of those? You know? These are the questions you got to ask. And if it isn't, it's still good that we got the ball rolling. But I'm just questioning. I need to. I, I would love a little bit more context, which we'll probably get, because they're gonna have to put an airtight case against this dude, which means that the the prosecutor is gonna need to go into his history, is gonna need to go into all of his social media. But by the same token, and this is where it gets scary. I'm sure this guy's gonna have a good attorney, and if there isn't anything there, then the same way that the prosecutor is gonna go go into his backstory and bring out all these these little signs of racism. The uh, the defender is going to do the same. He's going to say, look, this man doesn't have a history of racism. If you look back at him, here's pictures of him helping the black community. Here's him in a community center cutting the ribbon. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but fucking God, imagine if it does, bro. Like, imagine if there's, there's a picture of him right there, Bronzeville, cutting the ribbon to a new community center. And him and his wife funded. Then what the fuck? All speculation on my part. But if for some reason this does not prove to be... A hate crime. I don't know if it lo- lowers the charge or whatever. Are people going to lose their shit again if they don't get the outcome that they want? Are we just, is this just round one? And the moment this guy gets like five to ten or something, round two? Yeah. It hit <laughs> the nail on the head. And, and from, what I, from what I've gathered um, from family, because I have family that live in St. Paul, and I also have family that live in uh, Daniel Bryan's hometown, Aberdeen, Washington. Yeah, Minnesota, rain, the state of Minnesota and mm. Washington are pretty much a melting pot of people. You have black people, you have white people, you have Asian, you have Latino, you have whatever, and you know, whatever. And it's a blue and state, too, the by end, the way. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, it's like, is this going to happen to, say, a Latino guy, too? Or is this going to happen to an Asian guy? Because there's a lot of Asian people in the state of Washington and Minnesota, whether you believe that or not. Because you got to think with Washington, there's that, you know, fish that they're getting over, you know, not not overseas, but with, you know, the migration of years and years, you're going to have, like I said, a melting pot, a a cauldron, if you want to say, of a lot of people, you know, so. And Stacey said she doesn't care what the color someone is. He killed someone and that's it. And that's the problem nowadays with the way people get so offended. That's that's tiptoeing too close to hashtag all lives matter which if you guys have been on social media any celebrity or wrestler who's put hashtag all lives matter 
people have immediately gone, how dare you? By you doing this, you're disregarding the importance of Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter shows your insensitivity towards the racism. And that could be true. That could be true. But now we're attacking people for All Lives Matter. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know, man. I, Jesus. I mean, I, you know, it's like, um, I, I tend to think with this whole, what you said, economic stuff and, you know, um, a class issue is that to me during the I would say at least seventies and eighties, there was a middle class. I don't think there is a middle class anymore. You think it's just the poor working my, class and then you got the, uh, you got the rich and the wealthy, the upper class. I mean, living here in Texas, you see a lot of oil people. You see a lot of oil rig people. And it's the same thing of where you live in New York. You see a lot of people on Wall Street. You see a lot of blue collar people. But at the end of the day, you see people that are barely tr- just you see more people that are barely just trying to get by than you do the elite or whatever. Have you. Yeah, you're right. And they're within they're so within I, arm's reach of one another. You would think that that kind of wealth would be, would be attainable to everyone, right? Exactly. How can you walk the same streets as someone who has like 20 times as much money as you? Yes. And it's just at this at the end of the day, it's like you have people. I mean, not not to go on this topic, because that's to me, it's a it's a big waste of money. But you have people that buy lottery tickets, Powerball tickets every day. You see them in the convenience store when you walk in. There's at least one every encounter that you go into a convenience store. There's that one person that's holding up the line and trying to buy all the lottery tickets that they can each and every almost every other day to say, hey, I won the lottery when there's someone behind you that has accumulated a wealth well over $10 million. Yeah, it's crazy. There's 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 definitely some inequality here in regards to that. And Cooler, you said, remind remind me to add, you said to Shane, remind me to add you to Facebook. Uh, You know, man, really the proper, and this is just social media etiquette, the proper way when you don't know somebody and you're, you're a, building report them is generally to give them a follow on twitter as the way to get your foot in the door yeah I'm, I'm not, it's not, way better it's not just uh i mean for me it's all social media but for a lot of people facebook's very intimate and uh, it, uh, it's become categorized for your friends and family so generally and i don't care i don't know if shane minds i didn't ask him but generally when it's someone who you're just getting to meet or someone who you're following from some sort of content you give them a follow on twitter and that, that gives them the opportunity. Then on your Twitter, maybe you say, hey, can I friend out you on Facebook order? But yeah, give them a follow. Uh, we always credit Shane when he calls in on the episode. You can literally find his uh, Twitter on there and you'll see it on the, if you go to talkbrunch.com at the bottom of the episode, you click his name in the description and it'll take you to his Twitter as well for any content. That's a cheap plug. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, Kula, I, I would love to talk to you about, about, uh, this situation and several other situations and Destin and, you know, Rick and Stasis even it's, it's just gotten to this point where you need your friends now more than ever, because those are the only ones that you can count on. Hopefully are your true friends. And those are the only ones that you can have these type of discussions with. And that's the reason why no matter what's happening in my personal life, no matter what shit I'm going through, no matter what demons I'm battling, I don't mean literal drugs, man, drugs, I'm just saying no matter what, or not, at least I'm not addicted to that. <laughs> no matter what demons I'm battling. <laughs> that was a joke, everybody. Chill out. But no I wish you had to clarify that. Like, <laughs> I, I go out of my way. I, I, I don't miss an episode of this. I think I've missed one in six years. You know what I mean? No matter how, if I'm feeling groggy, sleepy, hangry, doesn't fucking matter. I, I go out of my way 
to be here, you know, because I, I kind of feel like you need that. We need that platform where, where communities can get together and, uh, talk about the way things are as opposed to the way they wish it would be or the way that they think it should be. We kind of talk about the way things are and then how we can get to where it could be, which is a lot more productive. And I've always said my issue with the way people handle things in society is they go, you shouldn't have to do this and you shouldn't have to do that. And that's not productive. If I tell you, listen, that guy's being racist, block and mute him. You shouldn't have to block him. I shouldn't have to deal with people being racist or or, or bigoted, bigoted or whatever. You know what? You shouldn't. But the but you fucking do. So the only thing I can give you, since we can't change everyone's consciousness, is a fucking alternative. And that bothers me. It's like, and I used this metaphor earlier today. It, it's like if a, there was a cop who's like, I shouldn't have to wear this bulletproof vest. People shouldn't shoot at me. Yeah. No, they shouldn't. That's, shooting's bad. That's actually why you exist and have this profession. But if you choose to take that bulletproof vest off based on the fact that you shouldn't have to wear it, you still might fucking get shot, whether you like it or not. Just because you shouldn't have to put up with something doesn't mean there's not a chance that you will put up with it. Therefore, take the precautionary measures. Don't just not do anything. You shouldn't have to worry about randomly getting hit by a drunk driver. But it might fucking happen. So look both ways. Wear your seatbelt, have an airbag, you know what I mean? You shouldn't need those things. If everybody was nice and careful and didn't drink and drive, no one would have to, you shouldn't have to worry about that, but you do. You shouldn't have to worry about getting mugged, dragged into an alley, raped, killed, shot, catching a stray bullet. Shouldn't have to worry about whether or not another country is going to throw a bomb over here. Shouldn't have to worry about terrorism or explosions. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you don't, you can't just be unconscious of these things. You can't live your life based on what you feel you shouldn't have to fucking put up with. That's a dangerous way to live. And that's what a lot of people do nowadays. They look at the world and they go, I shouldn't have to put up with this, so I won't. And then they face the consequences of that choice. And then they get angry and go, look what happened to me. Well, yeah, look what happened to you. Wear your vest, block your haters, and keep it moving. So, you know, it's uh, it's become crazy, man. We need to treat each other better overall. And again, guys, my biggest argument with this entire thing is that this man could not block or mute a knee on his neck, you know? And that's, to me, the true racism. Not just somebody saying something you don't like. You control your own phone. What are you, idiots? You control your phone and your computer. Block that motherfucker. Close the lid on the laptop. Power off the phone. Throw it into a river. If you don't have the the, the, the intelligence to simply block somebody, mute somebody, remove somebody from your world. Let me tell you something. If we were all suddenly bestowed with the, with the power to Thanos snap, the entire human race will be gone within an hour. Oh, God. Everybody will be Thanos snapping each other out of each other's existence. We wouldn't last an hour. Use the Internet that way. When you hear something you don't like, block it. Because you're wasting your time when you could be focusing on the people that are actually killing. So, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy world we live in, and it, it is depressing. Hopefully we pull through. Hopefully we become stronger from it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully there will always be platforms like this. And that's the reason why I don't look for sponsorship. Like, that doesn't mean we won't hopefully get one. But I'm just saying that's why I don't actively look <laughs> for sponsorship or for support. Because the moment that you start partnering up with a bunch of different things, you have to start thinking about what you're saying. And I didn't make this place to think about that. Like, oh, I don't want to say this because I'm partnered with freaking Monster Energy. And Monster Energy thinks that this way. I don't want to say this because I'm partnered with Starbucks coffee and Starbucks coffee doesn't think that I should, you know, before you know it, what are you really? You're just a giant fucking sponsor. You look like the shorts of a UFC fighter from the nineties. <laughs> wow. Oh. 
I'd rather have a small, intimate community where we're not pushing and promoting like that. And I'm allowed to say what I want to say. And because when, the moment that you say that you're not going to say something because you're worried about spark partnership, you're saying that you give more. That Even though you might say money doesn't matter, it clearly does. Because the partnership isn't because they're sending you free Red Bulls, unless you're a big Red Bull person. You want that, that partnership because of the money involved. I've seen many a streamer on here say, hey, I don't want to say too much because, you know, I don't want to lose my thing. Well, guess what? Here we don't have a thing to lose. <laughs> so we're going to say whatever the fuck it is. And it'll always be that way. And if we ever do have partnerships, it'll, the, 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 it'll be under that understanding. And we are looking into some people who are open-minded and down-to-earth and more real than the kind of shit that we're seeing out there. Yeah. Don't forget oh. to guys also trying to lighten the mood a little bit but we have backlash we have a voting poll for this sunday's pay-per-view of backlash isn't that exciting yeah the greatest wrestling match ever yeah everybody's <laughs> every ever since ever since the freaking which by the way still my favorite commentator of all time ever since joey styles's little speech i don't think backlash has been able to get over <laughs> you guys remember that speech <laughs> everybody remembers that speech right Backlash? Oh, you didn't let me call backlash? Yeah, I've called pay-per-view by myself. I got relegated to backlash. And he dropped the mic on the floor and left. That was how he quit. Huh. That's really your favorite, Rick? That's awesome. Oh, I love Joey Styles. He 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 is uh, awesome. he is incredible. I, I I learned so much about wrestling from watching ecw and hearing him call like when i didn't know when i was a kid and didn't know what the fuck was going on that man was there for me because exactly when i first saw people like tajiri and jerry lynn and super crazy i didn't need a jim ross or, or a jerry Lawler telling me jokes i needed joey styles to tell me what i was watching you know because we didn't know what half those movies people take it for granted nowadays if you look at wrestling during the attitude era or before then and then you look at somebody like jerry lynn you're not gonna know half that shit. You're gonna be like, well, "What was that? What did he? What was that? I don't know what he did." It'll be like you're the Z fighters when they first fought like forty times. Yeah, it'll be like the Z fighters when they first fought. I can't, I can't see the action. <laughs> you know, it's like that's how I felt. <laughs> so having somebody like Joey Styles, who he knew the names of these moves, and like would just go into these sequences and these chains and be naming. He was like the first that, guy that was like Morrow. I remember there were instances yeah. where, like, he would have some of the luchadors there or someone from Japan, and they would do a move, and he would say something like, I don't know what that was called, folks, but I promise you that when this goes off the air, I'm going to go research it, and I'm going to let you know. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, hell yeah, man. That's fucking beautiful. This is this is what I want. You know, I want to hear about the, the match. You know, that's what we got to do. We got we to gotta look up some old ECW stuff, you know, because there's some really good oh, shit out there. My go-to is still the first Bailey Legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I have all of those Bailey Legal. They're, 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 they're such good matches, and... and it sucks that a lot of people look at ECW and they imme- immediately think of like barbed wire and flaming tables and stuff. But it's like, no, you guys don't think about Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero having great yeah. matches. You don't think just about saying, you know, just, just saying, just saying, somebody out there, somebody out there say, hey, backlash, greatest match ever. And then I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, but what about Malenko and Guerrero? Yeah, I think of oh, Malenko, I think of Guerrero, I think of Rob Van Dam, I think of Jerry. I, I don't think, I think of Edge Orton. I, I think of Tajiri, <laughs> yeah. I think of I think of Super Crazy. I even think of Mikey Whipwreck before I think of a lot of the fucking hardcore stuff that they had out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, you know, it got that stigma, but for me that's where I first got to see true technical wrestling. I mean, the guy the guy that, you know, is one of the top heels in the business right now. I mean, probably he claims himself as the the greatest or the best best wrestler ever, Chris Jericho. Yeah, Lionheart, man. Jericho was there for a, for a little bit too. Lionheart, man. Like that whole gimmick alone was like 
whoa, okay. Let's see where we're going now. It it went from and for anyone who was new to wrestling and everyone who first started as a WWF guy and they got introduced to ECW, they all had the same initial reaction. A lot of people when they first get introduced to wrestling as a natural thing, their first thing with WWE will be, but this is all fake, right? You know, with ECW, most people's reaction when you first introduce them to it is, this isn't real, is it? You see how different of a re- reaction that is from this is all <laughs> fake to this isn't real, though, right? Because they're not fucking sure. Because some of the things you have to wonder, there's certain things that you would see where you'd be like, wait a minute. Because if you know, like, think about some of the bumps. Like, for example, when when I was a teenager, there were there were bumps that I've seen New Jack take that genuinely made me wonder. It made me question kayfabe. It was like, hold on a fucking minute. Was there yeah. a stuntman here? Or do they just have a, do they have a sorcerer that revives you? Like, how is he, like, is nobody dead? Like, seriously, what was the, what was the trick? And then later on in life, we just found out there was no trick. It's just a fucking crazy guy. He doesn't. It was like, early. He, 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 he just didn't care if he died. But I used to wonder. Used to be like, I understand this is a work, but how how are certain things happening? <laughs> you know, how are certain things happening? New Jack's not my example of an ECW wrestler, even though he was one. But the point being, there was enough crazy shit there that it made you wonder. Made you wonder how work this was. I mean, I, I you know everybody talks about you know um, WCW. You know, you let the inmates run the asylum. But I tell you what, Paul Heyman. Back in, you know, 92 to, let's say, 97, 98, that was one guy I guarantee anybody could run through a wall for. Because the the stuff that some of these guys, I mean, you look at people like a Sandman to a Balls Mahoney to later dates with a, you know, uh, Shane Douglas to Just Incredible. These got Tommy Dreamer. These guys were like... You you cheered for them because they came from the same, maybe you know you know same area to, you know whatever walk of life that you were engaged in, and I think that's why ECW for the time it was so, I mean as they say revolutionary because it was it was stuff that you 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 knew pro what pro wrestling is, but ECW made it to where pro pro wrestling was they they were the future yeah, you know you're right and it was a different world and it and it was a fantastic experience even with shane douglas and mike awesome there i'm sorry i always have to take a jab at those two whenever i talk about oh my God. <laughs> it's so bad because every time i hear mike awesome now i don't think the fucking ecw days i think of that fucking first one night stay where he's like heat with dials fucking... oh lord those fucking styles tore him a new one that whole match dude yeah so uh there's trouble in paradise over here with uh nxt oh jeebus or just the performance center in general so what do you have here according to fightful uh a lot of the nxt stars and the coaches that are in the crowd during all of these events they're not they don't get paid anything like when you're in the crowd cheering and popping and everything that's just uh that's just extra credit b you don't get to <laughs> you don't get any money for that and you would think so why you get to watch free wrestling yeah you know not if it's 10 hours though like you do realize that they're there for 10 hours and they're not allowed to sit so you're standing for 10 hours popping for these matches and uh yeah it's pretty bad apparently during the uh, adam cole velveteen dream match uh they had to wait for like a really long time for the weather to let them to shoot and everybody's standing around not getting paid while they're waiting for this weather to clear up and uh they had to bring their own lunches 
and they had to eat. What the fuck? And they had to eat in tents outside. They were not allowed into catering. They were treated like legitimate fans. And uh, according to Sean Sean Ross Sapp, he's saying that they were they were basically called out for sitting between matches at one point. Like when a match would end and the taping would stop, they would take a sit down, they take a breather, and then people started. They, they the quote is that they started talking to them like they were children. Like they essentially literally started basically scolding them for sitting down. Make sure you have your lunch, you know, and they literally they put you in a tent outside to eat your lunch. That's really that's a really cool way to bring in the next generation of people. You know what I mean? That's dope. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Good job. <laughs> These new young guys are coming in anxious to be part of this company. And you like like it's it's incredible. According Wrestling Inc. also said that uh, the NXT superstars were, were basically spoke to over loudspeakers and told keep the energy up. And they said that it sounded like parenting talking down to a child. Loudspeakers. Then yeah, they, they, did, they did have to bring their own food. So uh, what is that? You know, we're hearing report, and this is multiple sources here. Uh, they, 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 according to uh, Ringside News, they said that Kevin Dunn was barking orders over the loudspeaker throughout the tapings. And uh, they were being watched and they were being told. They, the, the implication was they better be entertaining. What's up, Assassin TV? Are you the only WWE jobber in here? You're not a jobber. You're a worker. <laughs> <laughs> you're enhancement talent at the, at the least. Job squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but welcome. <laughs> and yeah, apparently, yeah, Matt Bloom. That's, uh, that's what's his name, right? Prince, Prince Tensai? Yeah, Albert. <laughs> I thought you just hybrided his shit like that. That Welcome. was great. That's what I did. Yep. Prince they, Albert. He basically <laughs> told them. He came by and he said, look, you're, you're being watched. You better do a good job. And they're not even allowed to eat with the main roster. Yeah. They have to eat in these tents. And uh, people described it as the future of WWE being treated like crap and spoken to like they're animals in the circus. Dear God. That is incredible. <laughs> that, is, that is what we're dealing with here. They don't like you to see that corporate, cold-hearted side of WWE, do they? No, they don't like that shit. Oh, they hate it. I mean, case in point, Wrestling with Shadows, Bret Hart's documentary. Yeah. And I'm sure we've all seen that. It's just like the the unprecedented access that they were given to uh, with those cameras is something that I think they look down upon. Even with, uh, um, what's the one wrestling documentary? The uh, be, uh, beyond the mat, like right. I just think that WWE sees. I mean, granted, they. I mean, when Beyond the Mat first came out, it wasn't like they were just transitioning into a, um, a corporate, you know, uh, stock. Uh, what would it, what would it be? The um, publicly traded. Yeah, publicly traded. There you go. And I think now since that they're publicly traded and ever since they've been publicly traded, it's never been like, okay, you're going to follow XYZ through this whole arena. I mean, we've seen that with the WWE Network, but we're not seeing like, hey, Vince McMahon to Kevin Dunn to um, uh, the ref for that match or this match, because I think they, they realize like, are we a, like they love they love to claim when they're a sport when when tax and the government comes around, but, but when it's all said and done, their entertainment yeah. when it's heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the, sad, the sad part is, I didn't need to hear all these reports about how they're making the NXT people feel. 
Because the first time we saw them out there, I called them out. They looked like they were taking orders. It looked too, uh, yeah. it looked too much like the crowd in the games. Like it it looked all, like a live studio audience. Yeah, like they were all standing together. They were all popping, all booing at the same time. They all seemed like they were in formation, like the first order, you know? I can't use the Empire exactly. because the Empire was cool. They were the first order, you know? <laughs> and, and, that, and that's what really, I, I, and the only reason why I knew that, I, maybe I wouldn't have caught it if it wasn't for AEW doing it first and you seeing with the AEW roster how natural it was when you see uh freaking sean spears out there and you see freaking uh mjf out there they don't look like anyone's coaching them they look like they're just being themselves like nobody's saying shit they just told them go out there and be yourself and everyone did and big surprise it worked but wwe can't help it it's like they can't help it it's like a nervous tick they can't help but control everything they couldn't just tell the nxt guys to go out there like they're not smart enough as wrestlers to know how to act in a crowd you got to make sure and you're right even the empire would give you catering stasis you got maybe even the first order (laughs) it's incredible (laughs) you know uh assassin said that his father got contracted in 88 to 94 and it was blonde hair and blue eyes and that was it Hmm? wouldn't surprise me oh boy I know, Man, right? it's looking it's looking like AEW is all of a sudden starting to become a great place to go to because I mean they 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 might leave, they might at least give you a sack lunch like I just yeah like I kind of wish you know everybody talks about competition or whatever and I know we got to keep going or whatever but everybody talks about competition I just kind of wish there was some type of cameras because you always see cameras or behind the scenes footage of WWE um, TNA. Uh, old ECW, I kind of wish we saw, because you hear horror stories about how WCW was. I kind of wish that was around so WWE cannot make those mistakes. And what have I wished for years? I wish that they would give me the one WWE Network show that they won't dare give me. I want a reality show based on behind the scenes. I want to see creative. Bring a camera into that creative meeting. I want to know what they're doing for all these hours and those big salaries. Because I'm seeing a three-hour show that I do appreciate. But this shit ain't rocket science. If you have a gigantic room on a long table full of people to put together Raw and SmackDown, I'm just kind of curious of what each individual person is doing. They're, they're eating all the catering. That's how Stasis is on a roll They're eating all the catering. That's the reason why I'm, <laughs> That's the reason why the fucking NXT guys are starving. Because I'm like, how do you need like that many people? Even if you were to give each person one segment. I count the segments. There's like seven or eight. You have a room, a long table full of people looks like a fucking board meeting going on here if you have that many people all with laptops open pens paper that's a lot of resources that's a lot of resources what are they doing and that's the reason we'll never get that show because then they have to admit to themselves the one thing they don't want to admit they ain't doing shit you don't need you couldn't possibly need you don't even need that many people for movies like a giant room i'm talking the writing specifically i'm not talking everything obviously you need a lot but you don't need a lot of uh you need a lot of people to put together basic booking trip you know what you just made the list. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. Thank you for the follow, Assassin TV. He says, great show, guys. I'll follow Vince Killed the Business. And all my old school brothers and sisters would agree with me. Before the virus, I was I was putting over. Oh, and then the damn thing scrolls on me, too. Before the virus, I was putting over Santana. And he hates Vince so bad. I'll all check out my school, the, the Backbreakers Professional Wrestling Training. I'm actually going to. So there, you got a plug there. Everybody check that out. I'm going to check it out later. But yeah, uh, you know, they, I, I truly believe that the wrestlers know enough about wrestling. 
which is why we call them wrestlers, go figure, right? That they don't need a room full of people to tell them how to act. A room full of, not even just one or two, not even just like a Pat Patterson or a Michael Hayes, like a room. And then a lot of those people have never worked in the business before. How the fuck are you going to tell a wrestler what to do? Let alone need a room full of people. It's just strange to me. That's a strange logic to have. And the talent should be eating before anybody. If anything, the writer should be bringing their own lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy, too, is that a lot of these people that they hire are from, like, a reality TV show like Big Brother or, you know, a lot of the CBS programming or, you know, True TV or, you know, who, who knows who they're hiring? They hire you know, soap writers and, and all kinds of stuff. They hire people who work on sitcoms. They, they're hiring people that they do not need. You know? Pretty much. I mean, because... And then, and then the, the justification behind it is, well, you know, people aren't interested in just the wrestling. Are you crazy? The wrestling fans are. You don't think that we actually watch the shit because of someone's body of work, because of their in-ring work? Yeah, sir, sure. I don't but, mind a little bit of jokes. I'm not going to be one of those people who can say, oh, I just want to watch the matches. I just need to see a lot of good wrestling. But you know what? Don't try to tell me that you can just have a show, which is what Vince wanted. And you can tell by the 80s when you see, uh, it almost looked like Jay Leno. What was that thing they used to do? The Tuesday night thing where it looked like he was sitting across the desk. It was literally like the Tonight Show and he'd have like wrestlers on and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know the thing you're talking about. You know about, what I'm too. talking about? They used to do it all the time with the yeah. It's like, that shows me that his head's not in what these guys are actually doing in the ring. You know, when they leave it all in the ring, when they're honing their craft, he just wants to have this fucking, the, the, the circus. You know, and you and I guess if you want a circus, you do need a room full of people. But I would even go as far as to say, even for the crap that they're putting together, you don't need a room for that. There are times that they could literally put the WWE game on and let the universe mode go on automatic. And if they just copied that raw, it'd be better than the shit they put on. (laughs) And the reason I know this is because there were times before I had the show where after done watching raw, I would play the game and I'd be like, man, this card is better than the one I watched. Exactly. <laughs> there was a heel turn. There was a title change I didn't expect. There was a faction form that I didn't see coming. It's like this was dramatic shit, and it's an AI doing this. How the hell is this AI entertaining me more than the actual people with the room full of writers? The game should not be team. able to. The game should not be able to make me look forward to the pay per view more than the pay per view. You know? Oh my god! You're so you're so right, man. Oh my god. There are streamers out here that they make their entire livelihood on just putting the game matches on. Don't ask me how, because I'd never watch that. But they, they just put the matches on, fake matches, and then go, hey, the next up we're having this match. And then they'll just call the match. And I'm like, really? Okay. Ah, it's and, crazy. You know? And then, you know, I, th- yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I got to ask you, if you were to have, let's limit this, the, the table that we're talking about, you know, the table that, you know, we're shooting writers' ideas off of. If you were to have, like, let's say four, let's say five people around this table that are from the business, have been in the business, who would they be? Uh, number one would be Jim Cornette. Number two would be Terry Taylor. Uh, number three would probably be Patterson. Um, I, I think, uh, go ahead. Sorry. We're talking creator specifically. Right? Like exactly. people that are going to be writing and booking. So, okay. Then definitely yes. Terry Taylor. Definitely uh, Patterson. Um, hmm. This is challenging here. Um, I know some people I, would disagree. Go, yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say, sorry, I think a guy that you could go throw in there just, you know, for shits and giggles because we talked about him earlier, but, you know, put in Jerry Lynn in there. I, I'm sure he's got some ideas. He, he used to book for someone, right? Yeah. TNA. <laughs> well, there you go. Jerry Lynn is a good choice, too. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you need the right people there. I, I even feel like uh I even feel like uh Dustin Reynolds in his in his later years has become a good like for a while, man, he was the one doing all of the diva stuff when they were divas. Remember like this is a divas oh, match. Who used to say that shit like this is a divas? They just that eye hang in the air like that. Was it Justin Roberts? This is a divas. <laughs> like, why do you say it like that? You say it like you make like you want me to want to fuck them. <laughs> you know, don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> Would you fuck him? I'd fuck him. <laughs> write it down. No, don't write it down. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> I almost started to. I'm glad you said something. Yeah. But I digress. When it comes to the corporate look of WWE, they just they come off cold hearted. Fightful even reported there was a an indie wrestler, another guy I don't know, his name is Zicky Dice. And he's in the NWA apparently. He had a trial with NXT in twenty eighteen. And uh they liked him and they were impressed and everything. And uh apparently he said the trial went really well. He got positive reactions from the producers and everything. And then he went to NXT that week and they nearly kicked him out when he tried to go to talk to Triple H. So, uh damn, you know what I mean? Like, what the what the hell? Like they treat Triple H has better secret service than the president. You can't get near this guy, right? Oh, God. Just weird when you hear stories like that. Like they, they sound when they're on TV, they want to sound approachable, friendly, family oriented. But when the camera's off, they want you to go eat your sandwich in the tent. And if you come near Triple H, they'll call the fucking cops. And then they wonder why these fans who always call them former WWE guys are in AEW now. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like it's connected. Almost. It is connected. One place treats you like shit. They're going to go over the other one. like fucking. I'll never understand that, man. As long as you don't have S.A. Rios in that writing room, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> At this point, S.A. Rios will be a fucking improvement. <laughs> I would bring him in whenever somebody needs to take like a big bump. Like whenever we're bumping somebody off, they'll be the guy. <laughs> you remember that story? How we used to S.A. Rios, like anyone who was in a movie, like the worst death. We'd be like, oh, that's the S.A. Rios of the movie. S.A. Rios. Anytime like something really bad happens in a movie, that character that gets screwed over in the horror movie, where it's like, man, I'm going to remember that murder more than all the other murders that happened in these last two hours. We always say that's the S.A. Rios. Forget Alistair Black and Ray Mysterio. They were the S.A. Rios that money in the bank. <laughs> they really were. They literally were the S.A. Rios. Man, I've had that joke for so many years. I don't even remember what made me decide that S.A. Rios was the, uh, well, was what you become when you're killed. You know, I know he, I know it was when she was teaming with, he was teaming with Lita, but I don't remember specifically what happened to him aside from jobbing a lot. But I just remember being like, man, that's an SRE. Like, if you ever seen the movie Gladiator, that first dude out of the gate into the, into the freaking arena, that oh, gets, yeah. hit, that gets hit with the swinging mace in the face, I was like, whoop, SRE, right out the bat. I'm telling you, fucking, fucking jumping into anime attack on Titan. Aaron's mom was the SRE. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was SRE right there. She, she, oof. If you want to find a lot of SRE, look in the Aliens and Predator movies. Oh my god. They're all over yeah. the place and that shit. I lost count at one point. Your yeah. favorite, Unfriended. There was a called there was SRE in that one too. Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about too. Yeah, damn. The one with the blender? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fucked that up. That motherfucker was the SRE. <laughs> well, we you know the one, make, right, Shane? We need to make a montage mm-hmm. of, 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 of casualties in movies and have like a little SRE face on the bottom with a counter and it's like, ding! 
Every time someone like, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All I'm ding. saying, I could let you know my work schedule this week, and we could pick a day. <laughs> Just go through. Like, I'm dead ass. Like, I'll go, I'll send shit. All right. Like, <laughs> And just we'll just keep keep track I of everything fuck. that you've ever seen. Well, which I nightmare on Elm Street was it? Where the where the guy got killed and like the blood, pretty much the whole ceiling and bed thing. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? It was like fucking pool, an unrealistic oh. amount of blood. That's an Esarios. Yeah, I would almost say maybe the guy who got stabbed in the back and then folded up in Freddy vs. Jason. I think maybe he was the Esarios. Oh yeah, I mean that's rough. That All day. Yeah. After he just got some pussy too, ain't it a bitch like? Then you get to enjoy it. You get pussy, then die. Like, what happened to Axel Hell, Esarios? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Maybe he got Esarios. You know what we should do? I, I don't want to get blocked by AEW for this. Hopefully, they would take it as a joke. But I would love to Photoshop a picture of him and then and with the graphic they use and be like, Esarios is all in. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then get it trending. And then people that have to correct people know. No, Esarios is oh, not all in. Esarios is not all elite. He is not SA elite. Esarios is all in. Three exclamation points. And then people start retweeting it. Oh, yeah. And then we all get blocked by Cody. I'm looking him up right now. I like how his uh, his wiki has him as Mr. Agula. I remember when he was Agula. He was Agula in WrestleMania 14. That's when Vince McMahon had Cruiserweight title envy because the Nitro had the Cruiserweight title. And he was like, I want one, too. So at WrestleMania 14, he had Esarios versus Agula. <laughs> What are the Matt what are Squires? The where are you at? <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So what do we oh got here? God. As far as names go, his uh, besides, I remember him being Agula, Esarios, Mister Agula, Poppy Chulo, Pop, Poppy Chulo. There you go. He was in WWE from '97 to 2001. How he lasted to 2001? He was in Invasion era. How? Where the fuck was he? <laughs> in the background when they were showing like the split screen of the two of the two locker rooms. He was I tri- think so. I think I remember him seeing <laughs> He was in AAA from oh 2001 my. to 2008. He was in TNA in 2004. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. That was like... The I don't how far back that was. That was like before the first Bound for Glory far back. He, like He, he, he was with he, a tag team with Juventud Guerrero. Yeah. That's yeah, how Hoobie, I know. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Hoobie was in the back as well. And it was it was them versus the SATs. Dude, I yeah, would have thought was, I, if I would have seen that, I would have thought I, I entered a time warp. It would have been like what? Uventuden, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Esarios as Agula, nonetheless. <laughs> man, the people who went through Impact, man. Oof. And then he went to so bad. He went to CMLL from 2010 to 2017. Then he, went to, <laughs> he, he went. He went to the AAA that WWE likes. He went to Lucha Libre AAA worldwide in 2017 as a surprise appearance, and that's the last. That's where his road ends in 2017, huh? I might be pulling at straws right here, but I think he has a pro wrestling T store. <laughs> so why not? This a Rios. Yeah, the legend, the man, the myth, oh the God. legend. You, you know what? You know what? Freaking Matthew at Boston Man needs to start doing. He needs to just start photoshopping Essay Rios' face on the different people. Because Shotzi Blackheart would have got Essay Rios a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that was definite. <laughs> that was definite. That was crazy gravity right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. The fact that she is alive. <laughs> I don't know. No, oh her body. That's why they call it the coffin drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she so, looked like um, a reverse toaster. Mm hmm. <laughs> 
so speaking of so speaking of all the feds here and impact and tna and everything i think you mentioned this to me throughout the week Dustin. i thought you were joking clearly you're not joking but at slammiversary it looks like they're teasing the idea of a whole bunch of people that got fired from wwe showing up yeah lovely might (laughs) they love when people get fired from wwe that they're, they're literally you know what they're like they're like the strays that are outside of the restaurant in the back in the alleyway right they're just waiting to see whatever you put out there they're gonna take you know they're ready <laughs> they're ready the to, part about- they're ready to lady in the tramp on some zack Ryder. <laughs> you know what the sad part about it is they'd probably do zack Ryder better they probably would yo did you hear i didn't even have this on my program but did you hear that after they fired him they called his girlfriend chelsea i guess because she still works for nxt and they asked if they could use their house to the, their pool to do the otis and mandy stuff I'm telling you, they did he that same thing. He said he was so thing. angry when he oh, heard. Uh, like, <laughs> he said he was shaking. He was so angry when he they fired, yo, this company, this is their, they fired a man and call his wife that still works for them. Can we use your pool? Oh Can we my use God. your pool? Can we use your fucking pool? Like, bitch, buy your own pool. Fuck you. Like, remember that money you saved firing me? Buy your own pool. Sometimes it feels good when their shit doesn't work out for them. When oh, like it's that magical. Happen, right? You it's understand? Like, it brings me joy every time. At this point, every time I hear they're making some kind of a decision, I hope it goes, goes yeah, terrible. Yeah, you're right. Vince like does example, have a pool. Like, example, we'll, we'll get into it in Backlash, but I'll tell you about that. But you know what? They probably didn't want to travel to, to Connecticut. I don't know. There's no excuse, really. They fire the man. You don't ask to yeah. use a pool. You, do you really have to tell a big corporation not to ask the wife of a man they just fired if they could borrow his pool? Apparently, is this, this, is, is this what it's come to? You know, is this what we are now? We got to be like, listen, guys, if you have a big corporation and you just fired an employee during a pandemic, do not ask his wife to use his pool. Incredible. So this is a Slammiversary awesome. video. Let's see. Let's see how much this foreshadows uh, NXT guys showing up here. I mean, not NXT, but pretty soon, probably. But in uh, general, WWE guys in general showing up. Like Stacey said, you're in the fucking floor. You can't find a pool. Breaking news from the world of professional wrestling, over 20-plus superstars were released from their contracts amidst the ongoing global pandemic. Their fate currently remains unknown. We will be closely monitoring the situation, and we wish them all the best in their future endeavors. Wait, 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 wait. You don't get to do that shit. I didn't realize that they had... Can we, can we freeze this? Eric Young. Good old Festus. Oh, you stupid. <laughs> Don't yellow, sir. Good old, okay. Good old Doc. Yep. Doc. Oh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. And who's this? Drake Maverick. No, come on. Now that they're, this they're working. They fucked up with that one. Yeah, you should. Ah, you see, you ruined the illusion That's, now. Now we know you're full ooh, of shit. I hope I almost hoped you weren't full of shit because well, we know that he, he signed. Well, the only thing. I did hear, apparently, I don't want to say it might have been from Triple H's Twitter, I can't remember whose it was, but they were saying that um, that whole him getting the contract thing wasn't like some scheme all along, I guess. So maybe so maybe they already had this ready to go before then? Possibly? I mean, I might be possible. reaching for straws on that one, but... It's definitely possible, but at the same time, yeah. like, uh, this, is, this like, is what happened to TNA back with the They Are Them. Do you guys remember the They Are Them? That they thought they were going to okay, be able to get Booker them. T. What was it? Booker T and Scott Steiner, I think? Or it was Booker T and someone. Oh, that was, yeah. No, they, them was, oh, it was, uh, it was it Booker T. And, uh, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett, and somebody else. 
But it was oh, it was, was going to be Kurt Booker Angle? T. It was going to be Booker T and Kevin Nash, but they never sealed the deal with them. So what WWE did was they came in and they undercut them, and they uh they put the two of them in the Royal Rumble, and then Booker T has been had lived happily ever after with his WWE contract literally ever since. So they may, so then they had to flip it around where the day, cause remember they were doing those promos, they are coming, they are coming, and we we're gonna find out who the day were. And no, then, I wanted to just start in Rick's favorite gimmick of all time. I don't know me. No, the, the day are them. What happened, this was after Immortal was already fully formed. And part of the people that were in Immortal, what? all of the Fortune people were like a subdivision within Immortal, oh, which was yeah. like the big giant division. So you have Immortal, which is Holy led by shit. led by Hogan and Jeff Hardy and Abyss and all of them. And then in there, the other heels now, which were originally baby faces, was was the uh, Fortune. So you have AJ Styles and Kazarian and freaking uh, James Storm, James Storm and and Robert Roode as heels. And what happened with the They Are Them was that the subdivision of Fortune within Immortal flipped. And it turned out that from within the faction, they turned babyface again. But they only did that because of the fact that WWE took Booker T and Kevin Nash. So that's where they are them come from. There's even a part in there where Ric Flair flips out when he realizes that AJ and all of his fortune guys turned and left a mortar. He's like, they are them. They are them. Yeah, and he's I, like, like, I remember them before that. When it started, but I don't remember they are them, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't, so they didn't get what they wanted. And then they had to justify it by those guys basically saying that they had enough of this shit, that they've been in this company from the beginning, and they're sick of seeing all of these guys coming in and running rough. It's kind of like, now? But you were in that stable this whole yeah. time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't do it. They are coming unless you sign them. <laughs> yeah. They, they. How fucking presumptuous to just assume that people that you haven't even reached out to are just available. <sighs> That's, at, least it, it, at least it was only one this time. Yeah, but they did it again. Years later, here we yeah. have Drake Maverick on the trailer to the Slammiversary pay-per-view, one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year, and we know that the fucking guy re-signed with WWE. Yeah, didn't, what, you, didn't, think about it. didn't this trailer come out before this past uh, NXT, though? Either way, though, that would mean that they did yeah. not contract him. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just Contract him first. Make him sign something with pen and paper. They probably sat there like, he ain't crazy enough to go back to that piece of shit, but then, yeah. Well, you know what's so, funny so. about this? Apparently, WWE, and we don't know exactly who, but according to Brian Alvarez, they made offers to re-sign a lot of the people that they let go back in April. And the reports are coming in that it's it's for a fraction of the money that they were originally making. I wonder if this was motivated by once again trying to undercut TNA, like did this, did the whole thing just happen again? Except it's Drake Maverick now instead of Booker T and Kevin Nash. Like they saw this, and, might, they said, and then they said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do like last time. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna contract them before you have your pay per view." <laughs> like, did this keep happening? Are we in an endless loop here? They are them oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this is all I gotta say about TNA. Damn. That's harsh. all I'm saying, Shane. Feel how you want to feel, but I'm pretty sure nobody there has to buy their own lunch, and they can probably see it. That's true. Even, so, even at least they get bad TNA catering versus versus bring your own, bring your own sandwich. Right? They don't gotta pay for that, and, and they can oh, probably sit with the, with the catering. I'm like some people out there pack a lunch, and I guarantee they don't fire you. Then as usual, pool afterwards. So <laughs> they, pack pack your own lunch. Sit in this tent. You're fired. Can we use your husband's pool? Yeah. Like, all things that don't happen in TNA. 
Oh my God. The world we they live in. They just changed their name from. Go ahead. No, I just said the world we live in. That was it. I had nothing else. <laughs> I said uh, they need to change their name from total nonstop action to total nonstop acknowledgement because the only people that recognize they're still here are wrestling fans. But that's all they need. So. But at this point, it's 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 too. We can't even make fun of TNA anymore when we have a company like WWE. TNA's been they paid everybody throughout the pandemic. They fired nobody. They made sure everybody was okay. They're even offering to bring people back that got released by WWE. And then the company that has the biggest profit margin releases people. They're scumbags. Yeah. I mean, come on, you have to admit it. They're scumbags. Impact's not that bad anymore. They're not. Not from WWE a financial standpoint. Is shit. The playing field has been leveled, and the landscape that we're living in is a very different one from a year ago. We might not ago. watch them as nuts, but damn, at least they're treating their people like they're worth it. Yep, I'm not going to shit on them anymore. When we have a company that makes you sit in a tent yeah. with a sandwich, yeah, and then and then have the nerve to build something the greatest wrestling match ever, even when we know on, it's not even going to be the greatest one of this year. Sometimes, well, that's the thing too. Like, I, I'd rather I'd rather have a hard time finding uh, a certain match from TNA than trying to immediately find WWE just to know that I'm going to be disappointed. Exactly. You know what, man? Full disclosure, in New York, I've never partaken. Not that I have any shame if I did. But in New York, when even sometimes when you're on the train, you don't have to bring your own lunch. I'm not even making this up. There are people, literally, that walk from cart to cart with this gigantic duffel bag, the kind you'd go camping with, and they will walk into the cart and they will announce, in this bag... We have sandwiches and juices and apples and fruits. And if anyone on this cart is hungry, let me know. We'll come over to you and we will give you a sandwich and whatever else it is you want from the back. I'm not making this up. As much as they give us heat in New York for how we are and shit. You know how many times I've sat on the train and a guy's come in with a bag and he's from an organ. In this bag are sandwiches for everyone. WWE doesn't even give you sandwiches. You could get sandwiches right in the fucking subway in New York City. Think about well, that. Impact Plus has been here for a while. It's- which we don't talk about that much. They got an app now. It was years ago. <laughs> that takes me out. We showed years. it on years ago. That's how little. And you know what the care. best part about it is? What? Even Impact hasn't even broken it as much as WWE's broken their own network. We need to get those guys on the trains in New York to walk over to the tents in uh in the performance center and be like, in yeah. this bag we have sandwiches for everyone. <laughs> At this point, you're better if you go to Impact. So what the Tampa Bay Times are reporting that the governor, Ron DeSantis, has basically said that uh, they're in two of the three phase process to open up the city. And with this new phase, they're going to be able to have 50 percent capacity for movie theaters and sporting events, bowling alleys and all of that other stuff too, bowling alleys, concerts, all shit like that. So this starts effective Friday. So basically, AEW and WWE uh, are going to be able to bring in 50 percent of the fans from now on when they're in Florida. So I think we've, we're now seeing our final empty arena shows. But there's something to, to feel fi- good about. Now we get to see a raw with half of a disappointed crowd. Exactly. So, you know, that's, things, that's really good, man. So things are getting yeah. good there. And, uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're also even saying that, uh, they're going to bring back the, well, unfortunately for the NXT guys, you guys better pack a sandwich because they're going to be bringing them back for the, uh, for for main event, two five live, raw smackdown. They're gonna be putting them on uh on backlash. So pack a lunch, motherfuckers. <laughs> We're super fun. <laughs> I've been stopping at that I've been stopping at that BK on the way to the former center. Don't look so bad, now do it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get that king size, baby. Yeah, oh pack, a little, pack a little on. Oh, boy. So get ready for that. But hopefully, hey. uh, with this order being lifted, they, they'll they make some adjustments where they'll be letting guys uh come out and do other things, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but they said, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be the same group of people. I mean, they better stick with the uh, the same group. I think the other groups will have read the dirt sheets. <laughs> Damn. And I'll be like, what you uh, mean you ain't feeding me? I'm all out of white <laughs> bread. Can't make it. <laughs> I, ju- I just ate my last packed sandwich. You guys should have called me last week. If you want, I'll ride the train up and down in New York and see if I could stock up. I ain't got no more Ritz, so <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, you know, you're gonna I ain't got me- no more saltines, bro. Gonna give me a protein bar? Hey, you got some granola? <laughs> Run your granola. <laughs> you gonna eat your fruit cocktail? Run your granola, motherfucker. <laughs> you gonna eat your cornbread? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Where's Ryback when you need him? You say that shit to me. Yo, Shane, you understand? You say that shit to me on the train? Oh, we fighting. Bro, yeah, where's Ryback when you need him? Literally, feed me more. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, Ryback. Oh, what man. That is incredible. Also, New Japan basically said Hell that uh, yeah. they're going to be opening up. Probably with fifty percent capacity, according to Melsa. So right, about the fifteenth, I believe, right? Yeah, we're hearing that. We're hearing at least that's what it is. I don't know if there's any confirmation there for that, but that's what we're hearing. So you, you see what I mean? We were on here talking about things closing down. Now we're on here talking about things open. I've told you, just hang on, just hang in there. Things get better if you're patient. Something that just I watch know. out for the murder hornets. Yes, watch out, watch out for the murder hornets. I forgot about them motherfuckers, didn't you? Huh? I heard that there were hunting bees, scenes somewhere, bro. right? We got we got murder hornets. Wasn't there a meteor heading toward the planet too? Yeah, that's yeah. I also heard rumors, and I mean, you could take this with a grain of salt, but it seems legit to me that uh, in exactly one year, two aliens with unimaginable power are already headed <laughs> this way, <laughs> and we all need to start training. I tried to keep it together. I really did. Because when these guys show up, (laughs) things will never be the same. God, Rick will die of a heart virus. There's a lot more stuff going on, man. So be ready for it. We got to change the future. Rick. I tried so hard to keep it together. I don't know if you know this, Rick, but they're already here. You know who they are? Who? The authors of pain. Oh wow, you're brilliant, guys. Speaking of those other, what are those new authors of pain that we got? The hairier authors of pain. Fucking, I don't know. Apparently, are they less botchy? Holy you know what I'm talking about, right? The two that hairy hair. dudes that, that attacked the that attacked Matt Riddle. Yeah, I heard they already don't like those guys. Oh my god! Why do you keep making the same kind of guys and they're not liking? <laughs> it? You know what I mean? Like literally, stop doing that. Then you're the one who keeps coming up with that same shit. They're like something about this doesn't work. Yeah, it didn't work when it was AOP. It didn't, oh, work, when it was, it didn't work when it was the Ascension. <laughs> Stasis said one's already here. Chris Statlin. Oh, that was one of the aliens that showed <laughs> up. Right? Amazing. I'm dead. Oh, oh man, I'm god, dead. yo, Stasis is on fire. Can we just get Stasis on the show next week? Yeah, oh, go like, oh man, they will appear. They will appear as the revival's new WWE gimmick. They'll be Vegeta no. and Napa. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You know what? That would be awesome. Can you imagine if the revival thing was they showed up in one of those round spaceships at the top of the rim and they both climb out of it wearing like the gear? Oh my god. Greeting Earthlings. I don't know why though. I envision my head and for some reason all I hear is Jurassic Express and music. <laughs> oh no, I can't do that. I don't know if it's because the pacing of it works so well. Because it sounds Honkin, because it sounds like uh, it sounds like the Bruce Falconer tracks of Dragon Ball. But then WWE will undercut the contract and the space pods will land that raw. Oh my god. Oh, we thought that we were gonna have it instead Kevin Nash and Booker T come out of the AEW space pods. <laughs> and it's gonna be made of fucking paper mache like this. Oh Lord. All right, so AEW just looking off to the side, like, "Hey, we're SpaceX already, man." So I don't know. It'll be the, it'll be the next pay per view. AEW presents out of sight. <laughs> so, in other news here, Jordan Grace. Am I saying her name right? Jordan Grace. You Jordan, are correct. Sir. Okay, Jordan Grace got offended recently by Sonny by Tammy Sitch. Let's look at what this story says happened here. Oh God, what Sonny did? Blah blah blah. Ooh. Hmm. Jesus, fuck! That's kind of sad. So she said she didn't name anybody, but so you take it with a grain of salt. But she said, since when does TNA Impact, whatever you want to call that shit, have a division for short, fat, ugly non knockouts? I'm so happy they're an equal opportunity employer, even though they pay shit money. Hashtag, even short, fat, ugly girls deserve a chance. Damn. To, but ooh, you know what's fucked up about that like that's literally what i'm talking about where it's like she just fired that shot for no reason so this is why something gets so much shit like close and we're always this. defending her on here when they jump on her but come on man first of all this is why I mean, this is why it's hard to defend sunny and then uh wow like because because so, um newsflash so there grace- tammy look at uh like like uh, and then she went on to say, can't wait to see your fat ass at an event. Why? So she could step on you? Like, shut the fuck. And then she said, I can't wait to see you too, babe. I love meeting my fans. <laughs> and, then Noel, <laughs> and then Noel Foley jumped in and it became like a three-way dance here. Where uh, she said she's none of those things. She said, Jordan Grace is strong, powerful, talented, and beautiful and stands up for what is right. And the rest of the Impact Women's roster is extremely talented and beautiful as well. We should be lifting each other up, not tearing each other down. And, yeah, Jordan uh, might be right. Yeah. Maybe she's just mashing she on Impact. And then she said, I would be nice, Noel, but I'm not the one who made the nasty remarks first. Th- those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. Really? I'm going to have to do some research because unless this is misreported, you started off with a really fucking savage comment. You hashtagged the comment. Was there something before that? Because you didn't even target who the person was. And she, and then Tammy goes, I, d- I, d- I didn't even know who that bitch was, but obviously she thinks she knows me. So basically you put out a general statement. And uh, it was interpreted as being for Jordan Grace, and you're saying that that wasn't it. You know how you could resolve this then? What short, fat person were you talking about? Exactly. You know? Speak up. Which full disclosure, Jordan Grace, very talented athlete. Sonny great also, addition to the great addition to the knockouts. I would think so. Yeah. Two things nobody said about Sonny's wrestling career. Oh, that's right. She had fucking wrestle. No, she was a manager. All I'm saying is I remember that time with Charmel, Sonny. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I remember those dark order level punches i remember i don't i don't oh, yeah. <laughs> look at you i guess you well, i'll tell you right now don't look for it once you find it you can't unsee it can i get the uh 
Can I get my browser on screen for a minute here? Just bitch with dark order before it was dark order. Like, see, this is why like, I, I just feel like I, I just feel like no matter what she says now, like I can't defend Sunny like anymore because all that tells me is her points come with zero logic. There was no reason to come at that girl like that and to hurt her character that way too. Yeah, okay, like I, there's nothing wrong with Jordan Gray. Anybody who's seen Jordan Gray's work anywhere, the girl is amazing, strong as all hell. Talented as can be. I, I purposely put on the screen this browser. I just look at her images just to see. Just to look at her. Because I've never really paid too much attention. Girl's in good shape. Jordan Grace looks like if I ever got in a bar fight, I'd look to her first because I know she's fucking up everybody in the room. <laughs> and then take yeah. her to dinner later on. She's at least doing eye gouges. Oh, I, I can't look at a large version of this image. I honestly have no complaints. Not a single one. Like, I've never really... I've, was she ever anywhere besides Impact? Besides the indies, uh, not that I could think it's of. probably why I'm not too familiar with her, but I'm trying to look just to be objective, not trying to be sexist or anything. Yeah, George but, said she'd been on the indies for a while, though, so... But yeah, I've watched some of her matches in the Impact. Girl can go. But we're talking... I mean, not just about the wrestling, because it's not her wrestling that was criticized. It's her appearance. So, again... And I'm, I'm not even fat shaming anything. I just want to look. And honestly, I have zero complaints here, man. <laughs> Like, <laughs> if you had to choose between her and Tammy Sitch. I'm picking Jordan Grace without thinking. Look at that body. That is a good body on her. What the fuck is her problem to call somebody, sh- like, short and fat? And, I almost yo, question this, if it was Jordan Grace she was talking about because this girl has a really good body. The sad part about it is it almost, it, I don't even think it could be anybody else in Impact. Does Sonny realize that people come in different forms and sizes that actually don't make them short and fat, but just a different shape and size? Like, how come she doesn't look Probably fat? Not. She doesn't look fat in any of these. What is she talking like, about? I, like, I, what, was she just not allowed? What, what, what Did they just like, was she not allowed to talk shit in jail? Because ever since she came out, it's just been nothing but shit talking. Like, dude, most, most dudes would, would, would give anything. You know what I mean? For, for a girl who looks like that? Are you kidding yeah, me? And, and like I said in that one, you passed a little bit pure strength. Like, yeah, she the is, girl is incredibly fit. Is this a younger version of her? She looks young in that picture. How do we bring this up? That's her, right? Yes. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's her. And yes, they said right. Tammy should look in the mirror. Like you, she ain't exactly in prime condition. How are you gonna shit on somebody like that? That doesn't look bad when you're an old bossan, an old lady. Like, you know? Like at this point, like I, I just feel like at this point, no matter what we report on Sunday, I'm just gonna think the worst at this point because like if you can come at somebody who in that grade of shape and call them short and no, fat and, and ugly, she's not ugly, definitely, definitely not, not ugly. She looks better than Sunny did in her good days. I'd like to see some of her matches now. I know that Sunny's full of shit about her wrestling. Yeah, this girl's a good. Well, because she doesn't have a cliche model body, she's considered short and fat. Man, you know how much Sonny's OnlyFans would be compared to what it is if she had this body? <laughs> and I know she does good on it because of her popularity more than it because of her look. But imagine if, if she if she was able to. She couldn't in her. Like, look at this. And you know I defend her usually. Not today. I, can't I, don't, know defend defend, today. I don't know if I'm defending Sonny anymore after this shit. She called somebody short and fat that wasn't. Like, I, I can't trust somebody. I can't trust somebody's logic to say something that's stupid. You know, at the end of the day, this girl... Is that Impact Wrestling getting her notoriety, making her name for herself? She's their champion right now, I believe. And you, on the other hand, are at home watching Impact Wrestling like everyone else. 
You know, the only thing short about you is your career length. So, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't see her ugly in any of these. Still looking. I'm still looking to see anywhere where she would come out as a... Is that Piper Niven with her? Viper, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Viper? It is. Right, look at that. That's a dream come true right there. Are you going to call her fat, too? She has a tight body. She's a bigger girl, but she has a tight body. Can you imagine that? Yeah, even Piper being the bigger of the two, still in good shape for her size. Like, yeah, George is right. The match with her and Sue Young and her and Tessa Blanchard knocked him out of the park. It's just like, I don't get how you talk any kind of shit about the girl. That's a beautiful woman, you know? Like, what the fuck? I, I thought she was gonna, I thought there'd be pictures or examples. And even then, I wouldn't have hated on her. But damn, you could, she couldn't be more wrong about this girl. She has a great look to her. You know how excited I'd be to watch a wrestling show and realize that's what they're saying. She doesn't even look like? like everybody else. What an asshole. I'm sorry, Sonny. You're an asshole. Yo, fuck Sonny, dude. dude like, look at this girl. Look at how, you know how hard it must have been to get her, her body like that? That girl looks jacked and beautiful. Stacey might be right. She's probably just angry she's getting old. She has to be. I can't believe how, how good this girl looks. For, for someone to fucking call. That's probably why everybody laughed. And that's why she shrugged it off. It's so stupid that you almost can't take it seriously. Yeah, George is right. This girl has been so over everywhere she's gone. So it's like, at this point, it really seems like Sonny took this shot because, it, because she knew it would get her name out there. And George, uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of what Sonny said, but I can't discredit her. Tammy Sitch was, was, was over in ECW before she was in WWE. <laughs> Unless my memory serves me incorrect. I feel like I remember her from ECW first. Yes, yes. Sonny was a uh, part of the triple threat. Yeah, she's, she's thick and she has muscle, not fat. So it's like basically right. you're shitting on thick girls. I don't have a problem with thick girls. Especially not thick ones with muscle. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm baffled. To me, I, I never expected this to be a story that I'd be this baffled, but I can't believe that there's someone like that. That's some shit right there. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to get off of the store now. I could scroll for hours because I can't believe that uh <laughs> that this is this will be considered short and fat. Sonny, but, you better be lucky we got a poll to do, bitch. Cause yeah, you are lucky that we have pay-per-view stuff to talk about. Because we proved you wrong We would stay here all night. We'd make a show just out of this. The, 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 the episode title, would I, I would just erase every other title. The episode title would be Sonny's Wrong. Not like you said, Stacey, it's not a jiggle on this girl, right? Look at this. Yeah, and even if there was, she still wouldn't be bad. <laughs> nothing jiggles. Everything is rock solid. Look like at this. Like... Fucking crazy. I would love to see a muscle, current picture. Her muscle probably has muscle. I would love to see a current picture of Tammy Sitch, but you know what? I honestly can't type her name without worrying about something coming up that might get our channel banned. <laughs> exactly. You know, I can't even compare her body. Is, is that the is that the word of tonight exactly? I think so. Fucking fucking Sunny's body changes like a Pokemon mid transformation. How could like, she fat shame somebody that's not fat? We've looked through this girl's picture. My determination. She she looks like she's in great shape. If she wrestles as good as she looks, I'm surprised that she's oh, only been on Impact. Does. That's a gym body girl, don't you know? I I think uh, I think with Tammy. Uh, the underlying issue with her is that uh what's up jet orca continue saying uh-huh. um no you're good i i think the underlying issue with her is that there's uh she was with chris for so many years and i think that once you're in the business with your man or you know woman whatever um i i think you tend to you tend to look at i mean she was you know she was understudy with jim Cornette. You know, she said that plenty of times, the same thing with Cornette. And I think you get so attached to being not only the valet, but she, you know, she was in the ring a couple of times, you know, it was more than the best, but 
I, I think you see like almost like a seniority complex. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I've been here. I've done this. So why are you going after me kind of thing? But at the same time, you can't hide your past, especially now. You can't hide your past. You never will be able to hide your past. As much as you private yourself, as much as you, you know, don't accept follow requests, as much as, you know, you hide certain comments, what, you won't be able to do that. When, you, when you're referring to Sonny's past, what specifically part of it are you talking about? Just, just to clarify. As far as, like, her being with Chris, oh, well, I mean, past, I mean, like, uh, you know, the pornos, you know, her with Missy Hyatt. Um, let's see, her exposing herself in, you know, numerous amounts of uh, media, uh, both physically and sometimes mentally. So. so, so here's my perspective on that. And I've been vocal about this on the show before. I have friends in the adult industry. I have nothing against adult entertainment and sex work whatsoever. Me too. That being said, so I don't look at when like her nudity and her OnlyFans. I don't really care. Like whatever, man. You got your hustle going, go for it, man. You know, if I look like Jordan Grace, not you, but if I look like Jordan Grace and I couldn't wrestle, I'd have an OnlyFans. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah. the shittiness, because at the end of the day, titties and asses have never put people in the hospital unless you are too old to be indulgent. That being said, uh, the shittiness, driving drunk like she's done many times where she jumped like the curve on parking lots and shit and just just being a shitty person, putting people down. Those are the things that make her ugly and make and, and the things that she's not going to be able to escape. We have a stigma, especially in America culture, about nudity and about sex. Where we sort of almost put people down more for that than we do for violence and prejudice and ignorance. And even now with people protesting about negative things and people dying because of illnesses, we still prioritize if a tit is shown, yeah. which, which just yeah. shows, which just shows an unbalance in things. So I don't care. You have your only fans. Good for you, man, whatever. But yeah, don't do that. And then shit on somebody else who's clearly talented and is working at their body. You know, and for yeah. no reason, you're at home watching Impact. Watch Impact like everybody else. Yeah, there was literally negative six reason for her to come at her like that. And I see what you guys are saying about her comments. I mean, it's it's futile as far as I'm concerned when it comes to her comments to other people. You know, and, and, it's, and it's rough because yeah. Because the adult industry, it's an easy dig, which is why I don't take it. I didn't take it with Paige. We joked about the stupidity of her letting it leak or, or being affected by it leaking. But it's an easy, it's too easy of a dig nowadays to see somebody who made it. She made a conscious decision to be on an OnlyFans. You know what that tells me? She doesn't care about being naked or that other people see her naked. And when people shame someone who does that, you're literally going, ha ha, you're not self-conscious about your body. Like there's stupidity in that. Like, so it's the easy dig to be like, "Oh yeah, bitch, you call Jordan Grace fat? Well, you have an OnlyFans." It's like that's not what I'm, 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 I'm talking about here. You know, too many people use that as an out, and it doesn't work. We need to look more objectively at the things that she does that are actually shitty. You know, and and that's just how I feel about the Tammy thing because I've defended her a lot, but it pisses me off when shit like this happens. It's like now she's just picking fights. You know, and like if if it continues, you know, eventually we just won't defend her. Not that it's going to matter. Oh, I, 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 I think I'm over it after this. <laughs> yeah. Then she went on to tweet, and this has nothing to do yeah. with Jordan Grace. Let me see what this tweet is. Really? So she basically tweeted out 
hey everyone go to to and she puts the link to to subscribe to to the best only fans page out there i might even give a discount to those of color to show i'm not racist what (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ she's becoming harder and harder to defend by the minute huh Oh, I'm surprised you're still trying. This is this is Rollins with the steel chair behind the shield all over again. It's like no matter how much I like you, <laughs> fuck you for this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, who says some shit like that? Just out, come on, man. Hey everyone, oh. go, go to this link to subscribe to the, to the best OnlyFans page out there. I might even give a discount to those of color to show I'm not racist. Oh my god, if I can't see you in the dark, you and get a discount. And two like... LOL emojis at the end of it. Two, two, LOL after that? Two laughing faces. No fucking way. You know what, I think I'll, I think I'll pass on that discount there, Tammy. Like, no. I'm and sorry, see. but weren't you oh, seen... Fuck. A blonde-headed bimbo. So many times you've seen every blonde-headed bimbo. Hey, 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 hey. But how many did you see with their Hall of Fame ring in the video, all right? Hey, listen. I drink coffee pretty regular every week. I don't get tired of it. So bring the blonde-headed bimbos. Just don't let them have Sonny's attitude. That's right. <laughs> God. What a hateful little cunt. That's right. I said it. Yeah. You're going to do Tammy. She didn't get as much heat as poor Gunner, who just said that he likes the president. Oh. She didn't even get as much heat as people who didn't hashtag Black Lives Matter enough. Should have. Yeah, she should really have should more. have. Yeah, she really should have. Like, look at what a troublemaker she's become. Bitter old woman. Back I wish Chris was still alive. Man. Yeah. He probably wouldn't have anything to do with her at this point. Like, yeah, they wouldn't, wouldn't be worth the drama. Imagine those shoot interviews. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to come on twice a week. <laughs> um. Okay, I I don't like this guy, but I guess it's good news that he's gone. So that Rob Gron Gronkowski guy. Yeah, the, the the guy who plays the role. Yeah, that guy. Rob Gronkowski. Let's get him on the screen so I can remember what he looks like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The dance. That was the guy that danced down the ramp. He did this like really stupid yeah, dance. That, that 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 was the mark. That was the mark. <laughs> I remember that, dude. Yeah, I bet you, dude. Every time since that day that we put the thing on here where he danced on the ramp, and it wasn't even like out of spite, but every time he's come on the TV, because I'm busy as it is when we're doing these shows, I automatically just turn my attention to the chat room or the program and make it. Work. I I haven't seen him since. I haven't oh. seen him since. But uh, let's see what they're saying here. Uh, he's been released, according to Wrestling Inc. He had a release clause in his contract, and uh, he's gone. So let's see what happened here. Is there more information about this? Apparently there was some sort of, according to Fightful, they said that they had negative things about working with this guy after his WrestleMania fiasco. He did a dive in the WrestleMania Performance Center and the WWE Performance Center, um, but it but it wasn't without protest, the Dirt Sheets ringside is reporting. They said that Vince McMahon had to perform a dive from the balcony because Gronk didn't want to. Wow, is that, what, is that what Becky Lynch was talking about? Remember Becky Lynch said that Vince McMahon had to do a, had to do a dive spot recently? Oh, God, because punk-ass Gronk didn't want to flick. I bet Brady would have did it. As a fan of football, that's all he knows is football. So apparently, apparently, I guess Vince did this dive to show him how to drop dive. Look at that. An old uh, A senior citizen had to show you, had to take a dive bump, a, a big spot, an OMG dive bump to show you how to do it. And then after he did, you basically went, hell no. 
honk ass. Ha ha. I'm writing that one down. Brady would have did. What a oh, punk man. ass. Wow. Whoever's sleeping with him, boo. They probably do all the work because he's too scared. Get some real penis. <laughs> oh, I can only write that down. Like, I can't believe that this guy, an old man, I love Vince, an old man had to show you, son, how to do, how to take a dive spot. You can only imagine what Vince was saying to him. God damn, pal. Vince should have made you shine your shoes afterwards. That's what I was done. What a punk ass. Leave our business. And football, too. And leave that one, too. I don't even want you uh, working at fucking Circuit City. You know what the problem is, Cooler? I have to disagree with that logic because even with Brady, I didn't know who he was. How shitty is that, though? That you have, like, like the, the CEO of the company, like, the, there has to be some pride as a man or even as a woman, I think, would have taken that. But Becky would have done it. Becky would have done it. So I'm trying to figure this out here. So, so he didn't want to do the dive. So I guess he did it. I guess he did it after Vince did it. But I guess he didn't want to do it on the uh, on the thing, on the actual WrestleMania. So he did that ugly ass when he did that. So okay, apparently, cool. hold on. Am I hearing this correctly? His hesitation to do that spot put their WrestleMania filming two hours behind schedule. What did you have to oh talk him? Did God. you have to talk him off of the fucking ledge? I like, did he get, him. like did he get stuck up there? I can't move. He's fucking knees knocking and shit. He's up there. He's up there on top of the fucking thing. Fucking. And then the roster apparently is quoted as calling him a fucking clown who who they are so much better off without. Yeah. And then I guess uh, since he was part of Raw, people on Raw didn't want to have to deal with him, so they considered him a SmackDown guy. Oh my, that's awesome! Without even trading him, they just decided to. There's like nobody wanted to claim this dude. I'm I'm gonna tell you exactly (laughs) how I'm gonna tell you exactly how he went. Raw considered him a SmackDown guy. SmackDown was like, no, nah, it's an NXT guy. NXT was like, no, nah, that's like an ECW guy. ECW was like, dude, that's like a Titans Towers guy. <laughs> and it just went down the list. <laughs> and by hey, time, this is by, a- by, by the time he got to the end, he was a Wrestling Society X guy. This is the title for the show: The Good, The Bad, The Gronkowski. He will not be a title. <laughs> he will not be a part of the title. You fuck right off. <laughs> I will not sully the show with his name. So according to Melser. They said that he, uh, that once he signed with the Bucks, there was a deal where he could not do pro wrestling because he had been signed. So he was going to do that spot at WrestleMania and he was going to go to SummerSlam, which was going to be like his big event. And he was going to do the end of the year show in Saudi, but, uh, he's not going to do any of them. And he asked for his release. It was a mutual release. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that was basically it, but they, they didn't sound like they really wanted to keep this guy anyway. I was just about to say that, man. Like, once you go from one profession to the other, it's almost like, well, if I came back to this said profession that I was first involved in, uh, the second profession that I'm already here in, do I puss out and not do what I'm supposed to do or do what I'm asked to do and go back to the first profession or do I go all in? finish what is contractedly uh, obligated to me and what I'm supposed to do. Well, according to Ringside News, they're saying that the situation where Gronk was more because of how WWE treated him and less about how he would do, he treated other people. They said that he was treated, like a, they said he was treated like he was a Saudi prince 
and they said to use the WrestleMania dive spot for an example, they said that it was a case of them treating an outside celebrity one way while treating the in-house underneath talent another way and they said that the pecking order system in WWE has never been more on display than how it was when they with the way they treated Gronk because he was still learning how to be a wrestler and if another student or WWE newbie would have pushed out on that dive the way that he did they would have treated them so much different like they would have stopped giving them like if it would have been anybody else from the talent up there whether it was a veteran or a new guy and they would have pushed out on that dive it probably would have they would have probably buried their push but because this guy, I guess, has celebrity behind him, which is crazy to me with as much stuff, content as I consume. I, I don't know. I, I've never seen a motherfucker before, but he's important enough to them that uh, no matter what he did, I guess they, they didn't stop his push or whatever their push was. And it really took for him to decide he was going to leave for that to happen, which to me, even though I don't like the guy, it says a lot more about WWE as a company that they have their in-house talent that works for them all year long and they will treat them like shit make them eat intense and then you got this dude who won't even do a dive spot that's just obnoxious as fuck and you're treating him like loyalty and this is what caused people in the locker room to have resentment toward him because essentially everyone's busting their asses and you got this one guy that won't do a dive and uh oh i guess they're basically saying that vince wound up doing the dive before gronk i guess this must have been a case of like you know when you're when you're trying to feed a baby like a food that they don't like and you have the spoon and they won't open their mouth so then you eat it like look look mm, you see daddy likes it that's what he fucking had to do vince had to jump to show this guy look look even daddy jumps i hate this dude vince went man fucking poor here comes the airplane pal and 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 cool he won't become the next brett far because people will never know who he is nope I would have never known. They keep introducing me to people I don't know, like those skinny rappers that look like they're toothpicks. Remember they had like real skinny okay. rappers out here? Oh, oh my God. You, you remember everybody's favorite Tyson Fury who couldn't even trend on Raw? Well, you know what? Tyson Fury was probably the better out of all of them because at least he has charisma in the boxing world. But when they had, remember yeah. that some skinny rapper? When I see a rapper like back in my day, and I, I've never been like too much into like the, the rap culture, but you would see rappers. There were some that I liked, obviously, but you would see rappers. They look intimidating. They're muscular and shit. Look at 50 Cent and shit. You know what I mean? Look at how he looks. He's all muscular yeah. and he has like his, he looks like he, you can't fuck him. He like you put him into that video game on the Xbox and he fit perfectly because he looks like a character from a game. You know what I mean? You look at uh, who else? Hello, Cool J, big muscular dude. Looks like he could take you out with one punch. I shouldn't look at a rapper and feel like if I broke kicked him, he would break into pieces and all his Sonic the Hedgehog rings would fall all over the fucking place. <laughs> And well, that's how I that feel I when was... I see some of these guys that they introduce us to. It's like, you get these little mini-me rappers now that they're either small or they're skinny. What was that one guy? The, 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 um, Piss Khalifa. And then they had the other one. Yeah, Wiz. Was a... Wiz Khalifa. Oh, he called him Piss Khalifa. <laughs> I know he had some urine. I know he had some urine. I know he had something to do with urine. That guy. He had that guy. Look at how small he is. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but remember how small that dude was? I didn't realize he was that small until WWE cameras. He's he's he was small back then, but now he's a bigger guy dude, now. Yeah, like good. way bigger. Good, because I remember seeing him when he was part of that thing and being like, "Who is that?" Like the dude is like taking up like Muay Thai training and shit like that. Yeah, like, good idea, man. Because when I first saw him before, I was like, "What does he rap about being hungry?" Well, can we get well, side, side note? Not to jump in. Hey, can we get Gronk's fucking Marky face off the screen, please? Like? <laughs> I looked over and I just got sad. Like we're not done talking about him. We just want him segueing into rappers. He doesn't even have to be there. <laughs> well, Rick, I was just about to say, like, does anybody remember Snoop Dogg when he was on Raw? Yeah, I remember. Like, Snoop is like skinny as a rail. Like, he's always better. been skinny, but that's the exception to the rule, though. Like Snoop Dogg 
always came off like a G. You know, he never just seemed like some punk ass. Like some of these look like and, little kid rappers. Yeah. Like, you know, didn't, didn't Kevin Owens throw on one of them? Like he, Kevin Owens power bombed one of them, right? Yeah, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. But the thing is, people at least in the rap game, people knew who Machine Gun Kelly was. But it was another skinny guy, right? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he white? He was yeah. a skinny white guy, right? Yeah. You couldn't be less rapper than a skinny white guy. Yeah. The only thing that would make him less fucking like a skinny white guy. The only thing that could be less 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 fucking rapper than a skinny white guy is if he was wearing a fucking fedora at that point. Actually, no, Rick. It could be worse. You could have rainbow colored hair. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm just saying the fedora at least looks mainly in some capacity. When you look at you got jizzed on by a fucking unicorn, you no. <laughs> look at that. What other show could you put over a fedora? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> top brunch with the heels put over fedoras. Yeah, just put a fedora on the logo. Oh, that face that Gronk is making is what he made when he saw Vince take the bump. Oh, you know, like, oh man, Vince McMahon. You it know? looks like he saw. It looks like he saw boobs for the first time. And all that guy can do is dance down the ramp. Not even good at that. Not even good at that. Boo. That motherfucker was boo, off boo. with him. Oh, he he looked like his daddy was finally gonna love him after this moment. Like it's just so. Uh, there was a clause in his contract that he's not allowed to work for any other wrestling company for the rest of his contract, even if he's released from it. And I was thinking that's a really good clause, WWE, but you're really presumptuous in thinking that anybody would fucking want him. Like, who will want him? First of all, doesn't Tony Khan own a different football freaking team? Jacksonville Jaguars. So why would he want Gronk? Nobody's and, even gonna... if he did, and even if he didn't own another football team, why would he want Gronk? Nobody's going to want Gronk. Oh, we have to put this contract so nobody steals Gronk. That's what we should go back. I, I feel like I feel like playing with some movie editing software. I, I should go back to that freaking Slammiversary freaking trailer and replace replace Drake with Gronk. <laughs> That's the other guy that they're going to pick up. But you know what the bad part about it is? We would get heat from Impact so quick. Right? Because they wouldn't want Gronk. Impact would be like, how dare you assume we want Gronk? Hopefully not Ring of Honor either. Oh my There's God. no hopefully. Nobody wants this fucking dude. Nobody fucking wants that guy. They'd sooner recruit Vince McMahon for the dive spot than for Gronk. No, but while we're t- talking about Drake a little bit, I guess they put up something here about Drake. Uh, Drake talking about the new contract. Let's see. Drake, you said you were going in tonight. Either going to make this the best day or the worst day of your life. And although you did not walk out with the Cruiserweight Championship, you probably walked away with something way more important to you. Uh, how are you feeling right now? Mixed emotions. I'm, on one hand, I'm over the moon. On one hand, I'm extremely disappointed. I'm not standing here telling you I'm the NXT Cruiserweight Champion like I promised. And uh, I don't think anybody in the space of a couple of months can tell you that they felt like they lost everything in twice, you know? And, um, like, I, I, I just keep holding on because I, I love this, I've always loved this. I don't want, I, when I look at people that disrespect it, when I look at people that don't seize opportunities that are standing before them, like, if you don't want them, I'll take them. And I took this one. And that's all it was, again, it was an opportunity. Hey, the 24-7 title was an opportunity. 205 Live General Manager was an opportunity. And I took them and I ran with them. I ran, I ran with this. And I ran all the way to the finals. And um. I'm disappointed I'm not standing here as the champion, but um, now there'll be another day. And I'm proud of everything I accomplished in the last couple of months. And I just want to thank everybody again, because without, without you, there's no me. Without you, there's no us. 
this one's for the dreamers. This is the one for the people that think that one day when they wake up, it's all gone. Like, we all got hope. And just keep clawing to it, man, because it'll, it'll pay off, I promise you. And I'm sorry I haven't got more words for you, but that's, that's how I'm feeling. Um, disappointment on one hand. I'm really looking forward to calling my family tonight. That's what I'll say. Let's go back to uh, a couple months ago when you released that video that seemed to, to, to spark not only a fire in you, but, but your fans, the WWE Universe, the world. What would you tell that Drake today? I'd tell him that it's going to be okay. You know? uh, I think people looked at me with pity, and I think look, people looked at me with sadness, and I didn't want him to feel that. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me because I'm a grown-ass man, and I'll fight for what I want. And I didn't want anybody to feel sorry for me. And I feel with this, I've shown them. I feel with this, I've shown my family, as I keep trying to tell them every time, hey, this is what I want to do. This is how I make my living. This is what I love. And nobody's going to stop me doing it. I just, I just tell that, James, it's going to be okay. And if, if you know anybody that's feeling that in your life, just put an arm around them and tell them it's okay. Don't tell them what they did wrong. Don't tell them what they're going to do right. Just tell them it's going to be okay, because it will because we're human beings, man, and we just got to get back to our two feet, and we can keep moving forward, and that's all we got to do, man. And that, that's not, it can be as cliche as you want it to be, but that, that's what I'd tell him. It's going to be okay. Just wrap an arm around him and tell him it's going to be okay. Thank you, Drake, and, and congratulations on tonight. Yep, tell him it's going to be okay. Gronk will be gone soon. Yep, it's better, better without Gronk. Everything's better without Gronk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. All right, well, good luck to Drake. Glad that they were smart enough to keep him. Oh, yeah. Dude's a hell of a talent. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see if we have anything else before we get into this poll. We probably should do the poll. I think the poll's super important if anything else comes yeah. after it. Um, I mean, the pff, God, there's, there's a few annoying stories on here. So, yeah, I'm prioritizing the poll. That fucking Performance Center guy's back, huh? Again? You know what? Maybe we should look at this because I can't believe he's back again. Fuck we'll do, it. Then yeah, we'll do the poll. I Two weeks I, in a row. Fuck it. my eyes here. So this time, what happened here? The Nova. So basically, he shows up at WWE property at three in the morning, and uh, there's some other guy who happened to be around at this time. Let's just look at this. There's actually a video that goes with this. Oh, you know what, dude? It's, it's almost two hours. I'm not. I'm, I'm only putting a maybe a few seconds just to see what the hell we got going on here. I hate the fact that we're even uh, entertaining this psychopath. But let's see what, because I just have to see what his deal is. My father, Wesley Snipes. Oh, really? I didn't know that. My father, Wesley Snipes, told me I got to make a difference tonight in my community and reassuring the safety. Wesley you know, Snipes. From of being all the people out here in these streets all through the night. Freeze that shit. All the people <laughs> that he could have chosen to say his father was. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. That fucking oh, dude shit. said my father Wesley Snipes. Yo, I this almost is, threw my headset down they, right at that they, moment. They need to, they need, he needs to be committed. This is clearly, we've been on here for years talking about this man. This man needs help. He just said my father Wesley Snipes. <laughs> There's so many reasons why that makes him crazy. Besi- besides even the obvious ones like out of all the people who you'd make your father right now in 2020 would it be Wesley, oh, Snipes? Wesley Snipes like Wesley Snipes hasn't really been doing much the last thing we he saw was put- he went he went to jail for tax evasion or something didn't he or he yeah. left the country for tax evasion that was the last time I heard about you Wesley sure you Snipes you want to be his father right now 
Are you her son? That motherfucker, that motherfucker didn't say Denzel Washington. He said Martin Lawrence. No, that dude, motherfucker said Wesley Snipes. Like, let's see how many seconds we lasted in this. My father, Wesley Snipes. Not even five. Four seconds. One second shy of five seconds before this motherfucker lost his shit. <laughs> my father, Wesley Snipes, told me I got to make a difference tonight in my community and reassuring the safety. You know, from being out here in oh, these streets safe. all through the nights, you know, shortcuts was always the safest way home. And sometimes you got to jump man? through certain fences. Really? That's it? Hey, God bless you. Whoa. That was always my dream job. Smell like home in Miami. Uh... Is this guy on coke? Reassuring the safety. Y'all right? I'm pretty sure he'd be less crazy if he was on coke. I mean myself and I. What? What? Y'all what? What? Wait, 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 wait. Don't drop reassuring the safety. Y'all right? I want to make sure. I mean myself and I. What? What? Y'all what? What? Did that guy just ask him if he has pot? Did I mishear this? <laughs> Did they just see him? Someone saw him and Don't automatically drive. assumed awesome drugs. Don't drive. Someone saw him and just thought awesome drugs. That's how fucked up. You know, that's like the equivocal of anyone who plays Bless Unleashed in our community. That's like the equivocal of when you're doing a quest and you see a treasure shabiki. And everyone's like, quick, go attack treasure shabiki. Get free treasure. And you're just stuck. <laughs> like, they saw this guy. They thought this was a, this was a drug shabiki. It's shabiki. <laughs> you know, like they thought automatically bonus guy, you know, go get him. Oh my god. This motherfucker. That motherfucker thought he was a bird. Drive sober, get pulled over. There's kids walking these streets. How would you feel your kid was walking home at night? And so got hit by a drug dealer walking home in their car. Who's the drug dealer? You or him? Are you calling him a drug dealer? Because he was asking you if you have pot. He probably thought you you both think each other are drug dealers and neither are you. That's probably both crazy. This is almost (laughs) part five of the documentary. Five, My father, huh? Wesley Snipes, wanted me to reassure that I'm doing the right thing at three or four in the morning to make sure that, you know, as a kid. Continue the sentence. I'm walking curious. the streets, you always on, have a safe way and a safe route. Um, unfortunately, they try to take that away from the youth. You know, shortcuts. Um my dad used to always say, give Armando a crew cut, but I guess I'm all okay, out by myself. You're out of here. Doing shortcuts all over. You see how fucking crazy he is? <laughs> He's the principal. Holy shit. He's the performance center, Shabiki. <laughs> and this is the night after court. This is the night after we saw him in court. Remember when he told, what did he call the honor again? Baby girl. Baby girl. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. This guy yeah. is on fucking peyote. This guy, oh! So then this he guy's was, on my, like some shrooms and shit. So then bro. he was outside of a Walmart. Oh no! It's bad enough crazy people at Walmart nowadays. It's almost like if he was drawn to it, right? It's like the Gathering from Highlander. Like there was this unimaginable force just <laughs> drawing crazy people to Walmart. Like what is what is this? Hold on a minute. <laughs> We got to see the Walmart one. This one looks shorter. We have to see the Walmart one. This is, this is, this is amazing. Oh, no. I can't believe the Walmart one starts this way. This can't end good. This cannot end good. Hold on. Wait till you see how this shit opens. 
no. Look at the first shot, man. Oh, no. This can't end good. It already started. <laughs> oh, God. And it's only 55 seconds. Oh, no. Oh, God. I can't even take oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> This is this is fifty five seconds, and I'm sure it's for a reason, dude. Oh no! Oh no! So go ahead, say what you told me to say. Go ahead, curse at me again. That's what y'all do. That's what cops do. Y'all curse at the American citizens oh, to get God. a reaction out of us, so you can be cool with those badges on. Right? Oh shit! Listen, I came in this Walmart. That fire exit wall was bl- was blocked up, and now it's open. What? And they want to try to make me feel like I'm a criminal for ensuring the safety of people within my community. How's it going, man? This guy works here. He's uh, asset protected. Because you refuse to um, listen. Listen, to I'm Army National you know, Guard. If you got a problem with me, listen, no, man. don't listen to me. Army listen National listen Guard. Listen to oh, me. Christ. Sir, because you did not listen to them, we're going to have you trespass from the premises so you cannot come back. Hey. No, 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 no. It's not a crime for ensuring the safety of people's right. citizens. Three seconds to walk out the property. If any of y'all want to touch me, it's going to be a problem. All right, turn around. Turn around. No, you fucking did it. I had it ready because I figured there's no other way that this can go with the way this guy is. I was thinking that's it. There's no other way that this could go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to be seeing his next court video. Oh, God, I can't see those tears. I can't fucking believe that that happened. It was worth it. I almost didn't. I almost didn't want to touch this when I saw it. I'm glad that we looked. I'm glad that we looked. It was worth it. Oh, he. Oh, my God. That is fucking fantastic. The fact that you paused at the beginning of the video. And it was just a shot of a cop. (laughs) (laughs) His video starts so bad. Oh, my God. On that note, guys, I got to get going. So No problem, Shane, man. Thanks for calling in, dude. Yeah. Don't forget, if you're on Wednesdays, we got our our party game zone. It's live across all platforms. (gasps) What are we playing? Uh, it's most likely Jackbox. So back to Jackbox, because now we're we're simulcast. We're on okay. we're on YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, uh, Twitter. It's live streaming there as well as uh, talkbrunch.com. So, want to start introducing newer people in our community to the Jackbox games once again. I mean, I just want to let you guys know I've been working on my forum for uh, Golf with Friends. So, oh, Golf with Friends—that's not <laughs> off the table either. You know, we 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 usually yeah. go by after AEW. We're in the chat room for AEW. We usually go by who's in there when it ends, and whatever the turnout is, we decide what the community game is. The only reason we really stick to Jackbox is because the no one really needs to have a council. They could just join from their phones in the chat room. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, everything's open. It's an open forum at this point. I mean, I mean, I had I had like three of my friends come out last week. So yeah, yeah it was great. <laughs> last week we had like one of the biggest. Turn- Turn off. We had like a. Yo, bomb. when I tell you the yeah, fucking, if you, if you haven't seen the replay yet, just fucking my friend walked in the first game and just poof, victory. And I was like, the, what? Both the audience and the participants were in double digits at the same time. Like that's how packed it was. Like we had to start queuing people up. It was pretty cool. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, fellas. All right. Appreciate everything. So. All right, Shane. Take care, Shane. Take care. Watch out for the PC guy. Oh, that is great. I can't He's believe He's apparently a national guy. <laughs> I cannot believe the performance center guy. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen him do. 
<laughs> oh, I got a warp chain. I got a warp chain out of here. Oh, I forgot to do that. The music was so perfectly timed. I really thought that was part of the video. I had it on the trigger. I just had it on because tr- I was like, "There's no way." Like the moment he started talking, I was like, "I got to get the button to, to be continued." Because there's no way <laughs> that this guy just said that shit to a cop. As you soon as he started talking shit, and the cop was like, "You had three <laughs> seconds." I was like, <laughs> "You know what?" what? The only thing that would have been better is if you would have had the one from the run meme. Oh, run. But he didn't get very far. They caught him right away. You know? Oh my like they God. caught him like at point blank range. And, and no, cool. No, nobody is worse than PC guy. We have been talking about PC guy for years. You know why? Because we don't even know his real name. We just know him as WWE PC guy. If the other guy did not deal with milk and shit, I don't want to hear about it. I just can't believe that he's already. No, we weren't even able to fully. Like, my whole program's ruined because the next part I had was talking about the charges and stuff that he had in court the other day. But it's like he didn't even make it far enough. He's already under arrest again. Fuck it. We don't even have to talk about what he did before. He's already did something new. That's old news. His bond was $2,750 for the three charges that he had already had. And now he's out again and he's just right back in. He's going to need his own OnlyFans at this rate. He's like WWE's Joker. Oh, Jesus. Like, you can't even keep him in prison or anything. Oh, oh my god. That was so oh. oh. So yeah, the poll. The polls. All right guys, let's get let's get our voting on. Yeah, it's getting late. We're doing a longer one. Apparently. Yeah. Not intentionally. Yeah, to make some time for PC guy. Yeah, like I said, we have a longer one going on here. Uh, I'm gonna link you guys uh, in the chat room. This is the poll. By the time you guys on the man hear it. Uh, it will be at the top of talkbrunch.com. But for now, it's in all of the chat rooms that we're in. Oh, man. Going to give everybody a minute to click that link. That is some unfortunate stuff, man. Oh, my God. He gets locked up quick, right? He he doesn't. He must not fear or be too crazy to fear being locked up. Damn it. Them, them, them lobotomies do wonders for just killing fear. Like, that motherfucker has lobotomy courage. I mean, it's safe to say, and it was safe to say from the beginning. This is an understatement. It's just funny to say. It's safe to say that they're not going to hire him ever. Yeah, I don't think so. But what a story would make. Can you imagine oh that? God, yeah. when, they, when they do one of those little WWE Network documentaries of how this guy started out? <laughs> I would just love to see the vignettes. The still shot of the milk being shot across the fucking wall. Like, just the still shot of the <laughs> <laughs> This milk mania. Right all over again. It's milk mania all over again. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I can't see. Holy shit. Oh. We're going to do this poll, guys. Your votes aren't already. You should have voted with us. You should have waited. All right. all right. Backlash. Live this Sunday on pay-per-view. Women's tag team title triple threat match. So now you have the new champions, which, by the way, there's not really much. I mean, shit, we do have to talk a little bit about SmackDown, I guess, and Raw before we get into this. Just yeah, ri- very mean, briefly, if anything stood out to you before we go on to Backlash. Uh, fucking Otis. Otis is hilarious. Yeah. The Otis, <laughs> the Otis stuff is really Otis broke me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I definitely dig everything that was happening with him. I love the fact that he uh, 
Mandy and, and him stole Corbin's crown. Corbin's acting is usually better. I don't know what was this. Has anybody seen my crown? My crown? My boss? But, but Otis and Mandy, really, I thought he was just going to try it on and then get caught. But no, he left. He went to, to ringside with it. And the, the match was already on with him. So I did like that. He's great. He's he's fantastic. He is absolutely amazing. The other bad angles they had on SmackDown was the Jeff Hardy stuff where he's a... Uh, you know, he's he's in the ring and Sheamus shows up and calls him a junkie. He winds up. I did like the sequence where he charges Sheamus and then Sheamus winds up bro kicking, but he ducks that and they start fighting. But the second bro kick connects and he beats him all over the plexiglass. That's that's cool. Uh, cool little sequence there. Um, poor Kayla Braxton getting Nickelodeon slimed because this was a terrible, um, terrible idea. But for some reason, we have the Miz and Morrison. They're now children. They're now the new DX. And they're like in the control room and they're doing all this weird shit. They, they, uh, what was some of the things? They messed with, with, uh, Braun Strowman's protein shake. They, uh, they, they basically pressed a button to slime where they wound up sliming Kayla Braxton when they meant to slime him. And then they're, you know, Miz is like, I told you to the left, not the right, which is weird because it was like, how did you guys know where the interview was going to take place? Like, how did you rig this? It was strange. Um, you know, then, then they're later blatantly thugs. They just take like fucking baseball bats and bash in his windshield and shit, you know, as like the, uh, the other thing that they do, I, I, it's just a weird thing. This is leading into the match that they're going to have, which is also an awful idea. The, this whole thing, I hate this whole thing. Just to let you guys Wait, know. We, we, we know that he's going to win, so yeah. we're all 100% vote for Strowman. So. I hate this whole thing. Um, Bailey and Sasha winning the tag team championships, ending the reign of Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. I thought that was quite a shock. Out of nowhere. Literally out of nowhere. You know, so strange, very strange occurrence there. And you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go back to our mini screen here because I think we have something with, uh, Bailey and Alexa Bliss afterwards. I was actually curious to see if uh, they did anything with these two. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Uh. Number two. This is our interview, okay? Because this is how we want to do it. Can we take pictures and flirt crying? <laughs> Yes, we should. Are you ready? I am. Are you ready? Are you ready for a good time? Are you ready for a good time? Because that's the SmackDown song. Put the second title on me right now. Strap it. Strap it, please. I can't do it. Ah, dude, we're not ready yet. Idiot. You idiot. Just make it. We have missed you. Which one's mine? This one's mine. I, I remember this one. Are you sure? Let's take our photos. Come on. I like the movie. They have such bitches. Are you ready? <laughs> scoot over. Why don't you scoot over so we don't have to... This moment won't be home. Let's go. Okay. okay. She's so bossy. That's why she's the boss. Scoot over. Posing with the new tag <laughs>
barbecue, huh? Damn. They made fun of the rumors about them crying on the floor. This is great. This is amazing. It's yeah, time you to celebrate. Let's oh, go, it's so annoying. It's time to go. Let's go. All I'm saying, they got my vote. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sold on that. Yeah, I mean, for God's sake, Bailey is having the best year of her entire career. Oh. Holy crap. She really is. She's always covered like, in good gold. Good for you. Like, yeah, you know, it, I, I had a feeling that they were going to come into their own on this. It wasn't working at first, but I really wanted it. You know, like that's something I wanted really badly. Well, once, she, once she changed the look up, that made, that was like a kickstart to it. Yeah, pretty much. Once the music and the look changed up, it started to pick up the pace. It took me a minute, but I got used to it. So mm-hmm. good for that. Yeah. So, uh, they basically had uh, 1.935 million viewers down from last week with a 0.7 rating in the first hour and a 0.6 in the second, 18 to 49 demographic. Raw, last week, because we don't have the numbers this week, at 1.728 million viewers. Uh, so they're pretty much about average to where they usually are. Till now, in regards to Raw, I did like the stuff with Asuka and Charlotte. I like Charlotte going for the moonsault when they were in the tag team match uh, with Billy Kay. And, and, she, goes, and she goes, watch this. No, and, watch. And then she, when she goes, she tags her. She tags her ass, essentially. And then, and then she uh, she lays in the Asuka lock, I believe, on Billy Kay before yeah. uh, before Charlotte can get off on the top turnbuckle to hit that moonsault. She taps her out, sort of one-upping her. And then Charlotte winds up taking Asuka out. Um and it's kind of funny because I remember thinking you don't really fuck with her like that. Like you not you you basically took her out in the ring, and later on she's just casually comedic again, swaying by and stuff. And Charlotte is just kind of like you know, do you ever take anything seriously? She says something like that, and she's like, I do. You and know what's so funny? And she thunder slaps her, and I was like, there it is. I was like, she took you on the ring. There should be no friendliness here. You know what's so funny? She did the exact same same thing she did what a couple of weeks before, but the only difference is, is Charlotte didn't have to stop herself from laughing this time. Because I don't know if you caught it that last time. Charlotte Charlotte did that thing where you drag your tongue around the inside of the mouth to stop yourself from laughing. Yeah, yeah, she was corpsing last time. <laughs> you know, what is up with everybody making Charlotte laugh? I don't understand. Yeah, they have good rapport. It happens. It, 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 it's like a game almost. Like, okay, let's see who can make her laugh this week. Like, mm-hmm. So we had the peep show, Edge and Christian. Uh, it was just, it almost seemed like it started with them shitting on each other, more or less, because, you know, Christian That's what they, they, like. they, he's not capable of having the best match of his career. And then, uh, Edge is talking about how Christian back in the day used to be too nervous to come through the court, curtain without, uh, Edge basically giving him confidence. But it was really, uh, it got really deep and because Christian even brings up Edge's mom and how she believed in him and how she'll be sitting there spiritually in the ring and everything. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty powerful speech. At the end of the day, he was telling him that he needs Edge to show up. And then when Edge finally got aggressive, he was like, there, you know, that's what I was looking for. It was like, because Edge needs to show up to this thing. And he was literally like, if Edge doesn't show up by backlash, just don't show up. Yeah. Kurt Angle, man. <sighs> where, where is Kurt Angle? I don't fucking know. Like, have you seen him? No. I haven't seen him in like a really long time. Like, I miss Kurt. Besides the NXT, I haven't seen I, him. I wonder what he's doing. Like, whatever happened to Kurt? You know, Kurt was a fierce competitor. Remember, he was a great performer, had such personality. I haven't seen him in. Then he started turning really, blue. Really long. You know, because instead we had this, uh, this Kurt puppet. I don't know if it was a Kurt Muppet or a Kurt puppet. Kurt Angle here, Olympic gold medalist. It was the cheesiest, shittiest, corniest, ball sack licking segment I've ever seen out of Kurt Angle. Where he's clearly reading a fucking script on his oh, opinion. God. He was worse than Dominique. 
He's never read a teleprompter. Like Dominic just sounded like he wasn't showing his emo- any emotion, but he had said everything that was just on the top of his head. Kurt sounded like he was reading that teleprompter like his life depended on it. It was the most. I'm just so disappointed that that was that that even made it onto television when they have the ability to edit this. You know, like was that really the Kurt Angle that we know? I want to find that. I don't even know if they would have it up. If, if anything, they probably buried it with the ET games. I would have to. Is this it? This can't be it. Oh God. Oh my God. I think they put this shit up. I wasn't Ew. expecting to find it as quickly as, as I did. I thought they were going to like literally put it in the landscape with the ET games. Let me make sure that this is it. I got to cure this. This isn't part of, this isn't in our system. I don't want to put crap on the screen. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> or at least I don't want to put the, the wrong crap on the screen. There you go. Here he is. Here he is. Listen to this for anybody who didn't catch it. Tell me, is it just me or is this the most plastic Kurt Angle ever? Universe. This is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. I've been asked to give my opinion on who is going to win the greatest wrestling match ever between Edge and Randy Orton this Sunday at Backlash. And like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, I know a thing or two about competing in a great wrestling match. I've always believed a lot of things go into a great wrestling match, but I think chemistry might be the most important. It's hard to explain, but sometimes all you have to do is step in the ring with someone, and just like that, you guys are on the same page. You bring out the best in them, and they bring out the best in you. Rick had that with Ricky the Dragon. He sounds like he's auditioning for American Gladiators. This is infomercial. I had that with Brock Lesnar. And Edge has that with Randy So where's the part about the side effects? But man, I'm glad I'm not Edge or Randy right now because the greatest wrestling match ever sounds like a lot of pressure. I've stood toe-to-toe with both. And if they can pull the absolute best out of each other this Sunday at Backlash, I think they can rise to the occasion. But who do I think is going to win? I'm going to have to go with Edge. It wasn't an easy choice, but I can't bet against a fellow Hall of Famer. The rated R superstar will walk out of backlash this Sunday victorious. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Even his catchphrase didn't fucking sound like him. Fuck off. You know I gotta do it, right? Yeah, of course. (laughs) I knew this Dude, that was the most plastic Kurt Angle ever. Was that a Kurt Angle fucking CG or hologram or something? Fuck it. I I don't even know. I just, I I don't. How shitty was that? Oh, God. I can't unsee it. One of the most intense, emotional, dramatic characters that they've ever had. And it just seemed like a plastic toy version. Like you pulled the string to get that. That was greater value, Kurt Angle. The fuck? Boo. (laughs) So, yeah, that, that happened and we let it happen. That's all Shame. I really care about with Ross. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, Charlotte and Asuka once again stole the whole damn show with their match. Even though Nia came out at the end and interfered, they said, killed it. So. They said something like that Thunder game. You know, when you go into character, it would show the promo, pick me. Oh. <laughs> he became oh, a pick God. me. Oh, God. That was WCW Thunder Angle. This is disgusting. I just can't believe that, man. It's like. It almost felt like he didn't even want to be there. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he, probably, he couldn't he do better. He just didn't want to be there. You know, I was asked. I was literally asked and didn't care to do, but did it anyway. Didn't you, did it didn't you fuckers fire me? Like, really? You know, that's a good point. 
Did you just solve the puzzle? Because look at that. They, they fucking fire him. He was one of the people we talked about that they fired. And, and, and ever since they fired him, I've been seeing him more. He's been working without a contract. Yeah, that's what you get. That's independent he's work. Not, he's not getting paid to give a shit. There's no clause in here for giving a shit. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> it was just un- uncomfortable as hell, man. Actually, actually, now that I think about it, besides uh, the Oscar Charlemagne, another thing that uh, that um, stood out to me, so we basically just watched Ashley, I mean, Lashley punk out. Because after the whole thing with the VIP lounge, Drew comes out and basically gets running his mouth, talking shit. At, it Lashley comes up behind him, and Drew sees him, but Lashley just stops. And then Drew hits MVP with the Glasgow kiss, and Lashley does nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Well, I mean, you know, he's working as a cowardly heel. That's sort of like what he's supposed to do. Well, bothers yeah, me more when I've seen comes him run him. up on Drew many times, so it's at the point where he almost can't. What bothers me more about him is this interaction with our truth where our truth keeps getting his ass kicked by, by, by Lashley. Like, what's the necessity of that? Like, don't, don't, I don't want that anymore. See what I'm saying? He can run up on our truth, but he can't run up on Drew. Yeah. Don't give me that bullshit. Either run up or don't. Like, don't, (laughs) there is no not. There is no try. Here you go. <sighs> has anything else on on raw stand out i dude it was like a blur to me i mean one thing i'm noticing is that they're really pushing for this uh the spanish stable did one guy pin the other yeah they're not even pushing for it they're breaking it up because andrade pinned angel Garza in the match he was like fuck it i'll just pin him there's a body they ain't push they ain't pushing for shit owens hit him with the stunner and fucking andrade say all right cool fresh meat like yeah, he just left them there. What happened? Because I, I, I channel surfed. Yes, I, I channel surfed even though there's no Nitro now with them. It's gotten to that point. And when I came back, Selena Vega was walking away looking sad. Like, did they break up right she, there? She, 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 got, she took a bump off the ring and, like, they were arguing afterwards. And then she just shooed them off like a pissed off school teacher. Like, I don't even know anymore. So that's it, huh? I, I guess. I, I hope so, because I can't take it anymore. Like, Why, though? That Like, at least f- they were finally, I mean, they hardly ever do stables. We finally get one, and it lasts a few weeks. They didn't even try to see yeah. where this was going to go. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't uh, going great, but damn, you know, we that was like a new stable. I, the, the fucking job squad lasted longer in WWE. The freaking, the right. union had longer had a longer run than these guys. Remember union? Union. True, true. And it had oh, God, God. Remember, remember, remember Mick Foley's old stable, Up Yours? No. Exactly. It still lasted longer though. <laughs> it still lasted. <laughs> like this is crazy. Ah, but well, we can't have nice things with this fucking company. We can't have anything with this company. We can't even have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, last thing, Oscar and Charlotte probably it again. Well, yeah, of course. That match. I mean, uh-huh. at the end of the day, the women are holding this company together, literally. Yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, this me- this match was also meant to promote backlash because Nia comes out and interferes. Charlie hits with the boot and gets the win. Mm-hmm. I do not like Asuka being the champ and losing. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's not even the Charlotte thing. It's just like in general. Like, yeah, enough with that shit already. Enough. All right. We're ready for this. Uh, this backlash poll. Yeah. The rest of the poll. So we already got the. Uh... I got my votes in for Sasha and Bailey retaining. So, damn, that's fast. No, so I'm looking yeah. here, and uh, yeah, Sasha and Bailey retaining. I'm going with you there too. Exactly. I think at some point Sasha is going to wind up winning that title, whether it's from Charlotte or Oscar. Probably Charlotte. That might be what they're setting up here: Charlotte to to win it back from Oscar, and then Sasha to take it from her, so they can do the two dudes with attitudes, but the chick version of Shawn Michaels oh, and Kevin Nash. 
you know, or, or the two man power trip type thing. I feel like that's what we're going, even if we're trying to get there slowly to make it less obvious. I just can't imagine them not doing a two man power trip type storyline okay. with these guys. Like it's right there. They're one title yeah. away from it. And, but you know and, the problem with it is we're, we're what we're looking at it from a sense of stuff that will make sense. And this place doesn't even give you lunch. Yeah, but th- but this time I'm looking at it as it looks like they're they're the ones that already decided it. Like Charlotte basically shitting on Sasha's status with the company, I feel like was the gateway to them having a match down the road when Charlotte's champion. Unfortunately, I don't know what happens with Asuka, but when Charlotte's champion and maybe Sasha wins and these two girls just they run the two brands, they don't have to split up because they're tag team champions. And they can go back and forth between the two brands now. Because remember, when you're tag team, when you're women's tag team champions, you're allowed to go back and forth between the two brands. There has to be a reason that's like that. You're actually allowed to go all three shows. Exactly. There has to be a reason they specifically made that that way. And if you really think about it, if the two of them had the tag titles, they could use them as keys to be on the different shows. So that means Bailey can always help Sasha and Sasha can always help Bailey keep each other's world titles no one can say anything because they can go back and forth. Now you have that's a great heel angle. Like, how the fuck do you stop them? Exactly. So that's that where this yeah. is going. I, I hope that's where they're going. Yeah. I mean, why not? They're the best thing going on right now. You know? Yeah. As far as the uh, the tag division I mean, for the women goes. I mean, Alexa and Bliss and Cross, I mean, they've had they had good runs with both of their championship runs. So no real complaints there. The Iconics just got back. So no. But I am not willing one to set, sacrifice. Just because there's one set of titles doesn't mean they used. It used to be that the titles would just be relegated to to one show anyway. You would just have the, the like the tag titles back in the day would be like Raw, for example, and then the women's title would be SmackDown. They will always yeah. be like and, and then like that. And then on top of that, with the Iconics, I'm not gonna relive another run where they hardly do shit. So no, like no, this is this works. Like this like works. like their their run was garbage. I'm sorry, like. So yeah, definitely going for the uh, Boston. No, you're not going iconic. I know you're going with the. With no, the, no, no, no. I want. I want to see a championship run with actual defenses. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Uh, just because I don't like that angle and how it started, and I mean, what the fuck has Sheamus done since he's been back? I'm going Hardy. Like Sheamus and wrestling jobbers, ninety percent of the time he's been back. Like you don't, you don't go from that to hey, I'm gonna pin Jeff Hardy. Like no. It fits. It fits for Jeff. He he honestly needs it a lot more than Seamus does because at this point, like I said, they're not doing anything with Seamus. Yeah, no, you're right. He definitely needs. Doesn't it make more. sense. Sorry, I had this thing too. I had the actual page so high up. My apologies. Jesus. There we go. Everything else on top of it. All right, Jeff Hardy. Next. Raw Women's Oscar going over. I mean, Oscar. Yeah, of course. History Oscar. says Oscar. Yeah, hey, Oscar. Naya has never even come close to beating this girl before. No, 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 Naya. She's gonna be she's gonna be busted up all the hell doing it, but she's gonna beat her. Next. <laughs> Next up, uh Universal Champion Universal Championship, Braun Strowman going over the Miz and Morrison. Yep. Even though even though as bad as Miz and Morrison are, they'd probably be better than Braun, but yeah, fuck it, Braun Strowman. The, like the handicap thing doesn't ever work. It's a shitty angle too. <laughs> this whole thing's shitty. Everything about this the Miz and Morrison are not a good tag team. They shouldn't have they ruined the Miz. Because he had a great singles run going on and a great babyface turn. And they ruined that for Morrison, who's as underwhelming as ever. With nothing that's going on, like, he's done, like, he has, like, one more move in his arsenal since he's been gone. And now as a tag team, they're fighting in a singles match. Like, the Miz isn't good enough for a world title, even though he is. So, fuck this whole thing. I don't care, but I'm going with Braun Strowman. And then, uh, then you get the WWE Championship. I would like to say Drew McIntyre, man. 
you know? Yeah, of course. It's got to be Drew. Like, you know, Drew McIntyre. Nobody believes him in Lashley, Lashley as world champion. Lashley. No. This no. isn't impacting with you slides like that. Yeah, we, we hit an all time low. You think the range dropped low before? You know, we get the greatest wrestling match we'll ever see as long as we live. <sighs> Edge versus Give it Randy to- Orton. Give it to Edge and kill this shit off so we can move on. Like, I've had my fill of it, and they ruined it for me just by calling it the greatest wrestling match ever. I don't give a shit if Orton's never beaten him. Orton doesn't need it. The band's won double digits of world championships. He's won everything but the Universal Championship. What's not beating Edge really going to hurt? Lashley versus, Edge, versus Edge, who is his second match in nine years. Kulu said in regards to the previous match, Lashley, because he thinks they're setting up to give it to Lesnar. So you mean Lashley versus Lesnar? No, there's enough, enough of no. this. No. Enough. Enough. No. No. First of all, that match is going to suck. Second of all, no Lesnar is champion. Like, Third of all, be stupid, no If we're just going to be stupid about this, I just don't have to watch this shit. It's that simple. There's only but so much that I'm going to fucking tolerate. Like, I'm just telling you right now, Lashley gets that title, I'm done. And then you get Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, my fuck, no. Which, what are we in? We're in June. We're in June. Wow, so we, ooh, ooh, that would be SummerSlam if they did something like that. You better fucking hope that that, that there's not even something remotely close to what you're saying in the workings, because SummerSlam's next. All I'm saying, saying, we'll play golf with with friends instead of watching SummerSlam. Yeah, I'll play golf with our friends. I'll be the only one on the course if (laughs) what that shit. (laughs) <laughs> playing as the AI fight. I don't care even if there was no AI I would just play all the controllers so um, and as far as Edge and Randy Orton goes it all really depends on w- whether this is going to continue or not because Edge already won when the one where he nearly killed Orton on that truck and yeah. now this one's an actual wrestling match but then, then the problem comes in what he can't beat him in a regular wrestling match like Edge's first actual wrestling match he comes back and he loses like that really just like this, this whole comeback's been about Edge. Like yeah, he comes back, the and whole... he wrestles really great, and then Randy Orton, who is a heel, does something bad. And even though we know that Edge should have won, Randy Orton wins. If this is going to continue, yeah, problem is I don't want it to continue. <laughs> I did like the chemistry with Christian coming out, and and then like and and yeah. Orton talking to them because just because of the fact that I'm still very conscious of the chemistry between them. We're yeah. like ah. Uh, Christian was a tag team partner to Edge for a while. I mean, Christian was a tag team partner also to Orton. Remember during their SmackDown run yeah. where, where Orton beat Christian over the weekend for the title? Like Christian won the title and then Randy Orton went backstage, drank a sippy juice, came out and then won it back. Everybody remembers that run. What was he the title? He had the title for like three hours? About two, maybe five days, something like that. And then he became Robin to, to Randy Orton's Batman and they were a team player. Oh my God. So we, he, it's like all of them have sort of some connection, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So it's like, it's to the point, it's like, we need to move on to the, hey, who's here, who Edge hasn't faced before, who wasn't around when he had to retire in 2011. Like, I've lost kind of, I've kind of lost some of the interest in the Orton thing now. Like, Yeah. So you're going Edge with this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going Edge. Right. Orton doesn't, Orton doesn't need to beat him that bad. It's, it's not like you're going to look years now and be like, well, we were going to put him in the Hall of Fame, but he couldn't beat Edge at one time. It's like, eh. I'll go Edge with you on this one. It wouldn't surprise me if it goes the other way, though, if this is going to continue. So I'm really, my yeah. prediction is it depends on if this is the end or not. If it's the end, Edge, and I guess Orton doesn't go over. If they're going to continue, then we have this, and then we have the we have the freaking tiebreaker, you know? Yeah. All right, that is it, fellas. That is it. Yep. You hit that finish button, and we are done voting here. 
in Lashley's contract. <laughs> <laughs> they better burn that shit to the ground. <laughs> really, right? Oh my god. Guess what? I ain't contracted with him. I'll change the channel. I watched Jordan Grace on Impact. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. I ain't scared to do it. Yeah. Alright, guys. I think there's uh anything that in, in regards to AEW and NXT that we didn't talk about this week, it's simply because I don't know if there's anything important enough to talk about to uh well, we we already spoke about NXT actually. Yeah. You know, we, so there's no need. And AEW, I think that can wait until next week. Do you agree with yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Looking at it now, that yeah, that 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 one can wait. Yeah, like we can just double down on them. It's not like they have a pay per view or anything coming up. We gave them attention last week. This week we're doing this because of the backlash and everything. Uh, we also have some injuries that we can talk about, but those can wait as well. There's nothing super important about that. I'm going to take a quick look at any remaining news stories in case there's something else we want to wrap up with that's important. Uh, not really. Honestly, there's, there's nothing that we can't, they can't wait. You know what I mean? There's other stories, but we can't yeah. cover everything. We've already done a longer show and we said we we're going to always be doing those, but we're good right now, guys. So thank you for hanging out for this one, which was really long and everything. Anything else you wanted to add to that, Destin? Nope. That's it for me. That is it. Look at that. We made it. Hashtag we made it. That being said, folks, thank you for hanging out for this show, hanging out for the previous post show. Don't forget this Wednesday, we will be doing our party game zone. We're going to be playing some Jackbox or possibly some golf with friends. It all depends on the turnout. Go to the chat room, talkbrunch.com. It's on the top of the page or mixer.com slash talkbrunch. And you can join right there. We'll be in there during AEW, and then we'll follow it up with some sort of a community event as usual. And then, of course, on Sunday, we'll be continuing uh, with the pay-per-view, where we'll be in the chat room once again. And Dustin and I will have a post-show following the event. So just stay tuned for all of that. Thank you to all of you. Clyde, welcome back. Haven't seen you in a while. Willie V2, EB Gamer, Kula Ice, Stasis Dreams, Mark710, George. Amy Rose, Sugar Shane, thanks for calling in, buddy. Assassin TV, thank you for the follow. Leo the Great, Jet Orca, welcome back. Uh, Bluff Dinosaur 34, Weekly Planet 516, Shaggy Lion 420, and of course, all of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Twitch TV, Mixer.com, Twitter slash Periscope, and TalkBrunch.com, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live. This has been episode 388, hosted by your truly Rick Darricade, Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. And we will see you on Sunday for the greatest post show ever. Shut it down.